0: This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. They just talk all Sam and Dean.
1: Suck dirt and die, Rufus. You call me again, I'll kill you.
0: This started season four. And this is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast about the TV show Supernatural. And we are just fucking cannonballing to the end of season four, Chris, and I man, we have we have we have we have gone so far as to break up our normal schedule yeah. so we can cover the end of this appropriately. Oh man, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, going with the cannonball metaphor, I am ready to get wet.
0: Uh oh, oh, okay, okay. That could be taken in a couple of non-cannonball ways. Woo! So, <laughs> I'm glad we're just. I'm glad we're we're just jumping right into it right at the. Beginning. I don't know why you're acting like um, you're
1: surprised I would say something like that.
0: I just. I'm just playing dumb for the listener. <laughs> like I got to play the straight guy. You're the wacky. You're the wacky <laughs> boy, and I'm the straight guy. I
1: am pretty wacky. I'm a whole new level of podcaster, you could say. Woo. I rained wow. that in at the really very me last me second. <laughs> Okay, I'm very excited to cover these episodes, and like you said, so excited that we had to, to break it up into uh, a few additional episodes. And I think the two is probably the best format for these these next uh, at least season because I think that Supernatural is just just 10 out of 10 all the way to the end here, all the end of season five. I mean
0: yeah yeah so we're gonna probably i think we've decided that we're going to switch to a two episode format from this point on and um until that changes i don't anticipate that changing in season five uh but maybe season eight or nine or something that we can start grouping them together a little bit more it just kind of depends on what happens and maybe maybe not maybe we'll move to a one episode format maybe we'll release a weekly podcast where we cover half of an episode of supernatural we we could have a lot to say You know. We have a lot to say about it. Three hours on the first 20 minutes of Season 8, Episode 22. So be careful what you wish for
1: there, because it could happen.
0: This week we're going to cover The Rapture, and we're also going to cover uh, When the Levee Breaks, both of which are hella good episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really excited to talk about um before we get into those
1: chris our friend of the show jess has uh, has written something up i believe oh yes of course uh our road so far so last time a monster of the week our hunks met a man named chuck who has been writing their lives as a series of crappy sci-fi novels crappy that's debatable right um which the angels mm-hmm. have pretentiously dubbed the winchester gospel the boys also met a name man named adam who it turns out is a way less... Im- is- okay, <laughs> Hold on, back it up. The boys meet a man named Adam. Uh, he's more a boy than a man. Uh, who turns out is way less important than you might think, given the fact that he's Sam and Dean's brother. Also, the apocalypse is coming. Sam is drinking demon blood, and Dean is the goddamn best. I Agreed, on all counts. Agreed. Got a little tongue-tied on Adam there, because I just forgot who he was for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like most of the show has. Yes. Or Adam.
0: <laughs> there's literally I think we've talked about this, but there's a there's a moment in season eight or nine where the brothers look at each other and they and like they have the realization of like, oh, oh yeah, ooh, Adam. Fuck. <laughs> ooh. Should probably... And then they just start I mean, talking I- about
1: something else.
0: That's it. <laughs> Yep, and they just
1: move on and they never I
0: thought the whole season was gonna be about Adam, but nope, nope, nope. Cause nope, even
1: nope. when they're like in their thirties and they're they're past so many of the trials that they've gone through at this stage, they're still just like a little bit jealous that John had another kid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dean, especially. He took you to a
1: baseball game? Like, he's still beating up over that. <laughs> Dean,
0: saying, through, saying stuff through a clenched teeth, yeah. man. Like,
1: you've got to be fucking kidding me right now. John, I mean, hunters be hunted, you know what I mean? John, John's out there mm-hmm. having kids. Maybe there's other Winchester children. <laughs> So uh,
0: yes, agreed. But also, like, think about the times that we've seen the, the the young brothers, and it's always that John Winchester is gone somewhere. Yeah,
1: think of all the, pa- so, the other pages. You think that he might- left his two kids yeah.
0: alone <laughs> to go fuck a chick and go hang out with
1: the spawn of that chick? Very very possible. Just every time, like, is oh, after the worst, Dad. they find out about Adam, because there's like, oh, there's pages ripped out from the from the journal and all these other things. After that, he'd be going through the journal and every time there's a ripped out page, maybe because he drew a bad drawing or had some inaccurate information, he ripped it out. But every time he had some ripped out pages, he'd be like, did you have another kid? What was he doing? What was going on? There definitely needs to be a Win- Winchester sister. I'm surprised that there hasn't been yet. Who knows? Maybe there has been by the time that... Uh- <laughs>
0: maybe there has been. Yeah, we, we're, not, we're not 100% caught up. Uh, before we jump into the rapture, just want to remind everyone that uh, next week will be the finale. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're listening to this with us, that'll just be one episode you need to watch. And the week after, we're going to be joined by a special guest. Uh, I always say special guest, although it's just my friends from Duckfeed. Yeah. Like that's, that's was just your friends. <laughs> and, and our friend Audrey. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just people that I know on Twitter <laughs> and on the internet. Um, uh, for our feedback episode, so definitely go to monstertheweek.cool slash contact and send us your questions and your thoughts about season four, your hopes and dreams about season five if you haven't seen it yet, and anything else in between. We always have a good time on this episode, yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. I would actually love so. to hear
1: somebody's take on what they think season five would be, somebody who doesn't know what's going to happen. So if you have any uh, ideas, please send them our way. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll call um, Ian out, <laughs> and I'll call Surge out, and... <clears throat> I'll call uh, Sean the Lore Hunter out. Like those guys are watching that. Sh- watching the show for the first time. Like what, what's your what's your thoughts on what season five is going to hold after the end of season four? Let us know. Yeah, cool. I like calling people out on the podcast. You got any, anybody that's done some shit to you that we need to we need to address? <laughs> that was fun. I don't think so. Not a- now I get why call out culture exists, and I'm into. Wow. it. Wow, <laughs> this is a new leaf. <laughs> you, <Hey, Peter> Jeremy. <laughs> hey, Chris. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, let's jump into the rapture. Uh, Castiel visits Dean in a dream and tells him he has important news. Dean and Sam set out to search for Castiel, only to find his human vessel, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, who yearns for a normal life and to return to his family.
1: Yeah. So our cold open here is probably the most one of the most unique visuals in all of Supernatural, and it's. Dean sitting at the edge of a dock on a peaceful lake fishing with this Shitting weird on a dock on a exactly uh, with this Instagram filter over it so everything is this beautiful glowing sunset color <laughs> it,
0: it definitely has the make landscape look good filter yeah. put on top of it because I was I, w- I watched this again today and uh, just like was totally blown away about how, like, just nice it looks. Like, compared to all of the blue and the gray that the show's yeah. color tones usually is, like, the yeah. only time that there's color on the screen is when Anna shows up, and she's just because she has red hair. <laughs> yeah. And they brighten the Gosh. hell out of her hair.
1: Oh, cool. <coughs> So. Sorry. You just get too excited about hunks, Jeremy, and I've told you you need to rein it in.
0: <laughs> I need to. You can't, you can't take in that much hunk information at one time, or else you'll choke on it. That's, that's the... I told we you probably move I told on you I'm supposed to be the, the one the excitable about hunks.
1: <laughs> but so, uh, Dean yeah, is so, here. So,
0: and, Castiel shows up and, uh, Dean instantly realizes this is a dream. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really, really enjoy this exchange where Castiel was like, uh, yeah, we need to go to someplace safe. And he's like, what's safer than inside of my head. And he's like, look, somebody might be listening. And I was like, damn, man dean right like there's just people listening to his thoughts at all time that sucks. Yeah, that's
1: angels are well, castiel's doing it so he's like did he say did he say anything about me i know sneak it in there just dean did dean say anything about me or uh what's going on in there so but he gives the dean the name of a location so as soon as dean wakes up he's got to get sam and say we got to go here we got to go meet castiel there's something so important that even he couldn't even tell me in a dream despite entering my brain uh and i don't know what where the location is but he gets this remote location and when they get there that's when this episode really starts to kick off and we realize that things that we haven't seen happen yet are really starting to to go into motion like we saw uh, we heard about angels being killed we knew that uriel was responsible for it but they get here and there is just like a there has been a battle like this is the ruins of a battlefield at this point
0: yeah, it's, everything is trashed, and um, they find some Enochian symbols uh, that Anna, they saw Anna use to banish some angels uh, way back when, uh, when she showed up in episode whatever. <laughs> um, so it determined that like, this was an angel fight, and uh, they also find Castiel, who they pick up, and uh, they realize, oh wait, he doesn't recognize them, and says that his name is Jimmy Novak, and that Castiel is gone. Mm-hmm. So this is Uh, Cassiel's human vessel that he has been occupying for the better part of a year. And uh, we get to see a lot of this. We get to see a lot of the history and and stuff. And um, we talked, starting from season one, we've talked pretty extensively about how terrifying it is for these demons Mm -hmm. to take over humans. And they do it against the human's will, right? Like they're not giving them a choice. And uh, this is, I I think this is a a marked difference where the angels basically beg these people to, Mm -hmm. you know please let me take over your body and wear you for like a year the
1: angels need permission from their vessels but the Mm -hmm. experience isn't all that different than being possessed by a demon uh jimmy neutron here he expresses that he's been stabbed shot thrown all over the world and he doesn't really he's had no control he's just been inside this body that's just been getting the shit kicked out of it Uh, that should be dead. I mean, the first time that Dean met him, he filled him with rock salt and then put the demon knife in his heart. (laughs) Like, this poor dude. (laughs) And I think if he had been possessed by a demon, he'd already be dead, given the things that that Dean had done to him. Uh, But Mm -hmm. because he's an angel, I assume that Castiel was just healing him and, and keeping him healthy and alive, because why not? Um but we cut The t- demons don't seem to have uh, like healing power, no. right?
0: Like the demons just seem to like wear a body yeah. out and just like keep going and ignore the pain or whatever whereas like Cassiel has been just straight up healing people and and mm-hmm. his own body and his own vessel. I know say. like
1: when we would see uh, Meg when she was thrown out the window in season 1 and then she comes back later on and she's walking around without broken legs and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like they're able to kind of like I don't know if their spirit like holds shit together, but then as soon as they're gone, then the body just crumbles and that's it.
0: Then everything, yeah. Thankfully, yeah. the angels uh, are
1: a little bit better. Although Jimmy describes it as, uh, it's like being chained to a comet, which I think is a yeah. really
0: great way to describe that. Just like, you know, there's force that's inside you just dragging you along for this insane ride. Like, think about the stuff that we've seen Castiel do. Like, we've seen him do some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I- Not the least of which is teleporting all over the goddamn country. (laughs) Like that has to be a wild ride in and of itself. Like just pop and you know, you're you're somewhere else. Like that's gotta Yeah. Standing I put on a VR headset that's (laughs) a little queasy. I can only imagine teleporting to Utah. Teleporting all over
1: the place, (laughs) getting shot, stabbed, standing way too close to this one hunk all the time. Jimmy is like why are you Cassiel why are you obsessed with death so much? I've been thinking about this a lot lately cuz it's just like it's so obviously like the Destiel thing like I yeah mm-hmm. I get it but when the writers wrote it that wasn't their intention so what were they trying to do what were they trying to communicate like, maybe the fact that Cassiel is not a human being he is an angel and it's like the angel on your shoulder this person who's just in like its presence is just very uh intruding almost like it's standing right on top of you like looking at you maybe they were trying to communicate that with castiel but when you have very handsome men puckering the lips at each other it's it's difficult not to not to see what you want to see I think the writers
0: were um, trying to give the impression that these two dudes were about to make out with one another, <laughs> <laughs> without actually writing it to the script. I think you I don't know who it was. Like right? <laughs> I don't know who was writing it, or, or maybe, or maybe it was just the actors. Like this, this actually kind of feels like a prank that Misha would pull, right? Like, hey, Dean, hey, Jared, or no, 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 um, Jensen. Jensen, let's let's just like really pretend that we're gonna fuck each other, but never say anything <laughs> yeah. about it, and to see what happens. <laughs> um. So yeah, they, they kind of interrogate Jimmy and uh, we get our first flashback of the episode mm-hmm. where we go back a year ago.
1: Um- it's when Jimmy was first hearing static on the TV, static in the radio, the same things that we saw Dean experience in episode one where Castiel was trying to communicate to him. Um, this is probably, the again, like I like that they brought this back because in episode one of season four, it was so creepy. And here it's kind of creepy too, even though we already know who Castiel is, we already know the whole story really. But hearing that static come through, and then getting the story of this man who's told to prove his faith, and whose wife doesn't believe him, like because he seems like he's going crazy talking to an angel, it they do a, like do a little bit of effective horror there. Even though we know what's going to happen, we know that Castiel is an angel and all this stuff, uh, it's it still communicates that really well, I think.
0: Yeah, and then we get. I, I like this, and I, I like the fact that like, like they're, they they make a point to make him this very religious person. Um, his wife is the very excellent. Um, I wrote her name down. Where is it? Um, Wyn Everett, who you might remember from um, Oh God, why am I so bad with names today? I mean,
1: we're always Agent bad Carter. With names. Oh, Agent yeah. Carter.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was she was kind of a villain character on Agent Carter, and she was great. Um, so I like his wife a whole lot. But like, the whole family is very religious, and seeing this stuff, like it you kind of worry about what's going to happen, despite the fact that you know exactly mm-hmm. what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's, it is an effective bit of horror. Uh, we, go, we go back to the present, where Sam is making an argument that they can't just let this dude yeah. go. because they've been trying to like, get the info. He's too important. They've
1: been trying to get the info that Castiel had to give to Dean. There's something very important at stake here, and I, I want to discuss with you at the end of the episode what you think it might be. Because um, I don't think they ever specifically reveal it, do they? Until later no
0: they they um
1: oh it does come up it does fact, come it, up i believe
0: it, it comes up but like they never really like i think castiel just brushes it off and okay. it's like it doesn't matter uh so, so but I, we, we could definitely get into it yeah.
1: later um, i don't want to spoil anything yet but um yeah they they try to get this info from him but jimmy doesn't really remember anything and just wants to go home to his family he hasn't seen them in forever and he hasn't eaten mm-hmm. in forever <laughs> like he just wants to go back to being a person. He. As much as he agreed to be Castiel's vessel, as we'll see later in the episode, he didn't sign up for this shit. He didn't sign up for getting shot and stabbed. Um, and even though he probably would have continued going on because, as we've learned and as we will see, he was a very devout man. But once he's free from it, he realizes, holy shit, angels are not what, like, cause I imagine he's just looking at angels through, like, the typical Christian scripture, like, version, like, the shit that I was raised on, thinking, oh, angels mm-hmm. are these little cute cherubs that, um, serve. All the goodness in the world, you know. Like, but then these are bloody, violent yeah. angels who are just dealing with demons and and fighting a war for the apocalypse or something. And Jimmy's like, "Yeah," who, I'm all most
0: of which think that we're apes. Yeah, right. Like yeah. most of them think that we're actual apes, so which is kind of a bummer when you find that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, sort of a drag. Uh, Sam uh, is kind of all in on being an asshole this mm-hmm. character this this episode, and it's really. I know we're, we're 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 starting to see like this this whole demon blood thing like we're starting to see this addiction plotline uh, play out but
1: like yo Sam what what is wrong yeah, it's with you like, he's, weird. he's basically been like no we it's especially weird because we don't see that the full throes of the addiction have come in until like really towards the end I mean we're getting little hints of it throughout but yeah he's just being such an asshole and I don't know if they do necessarily a great job of connecting the dots here um it's just like the A plot is for Sam is being super apocalypse ready. So we can't let Jimmy go. We have to protect him. Um, tough deal with it, dude. And then also him being crazy irritable and like, uh, just basically losing it because he, he's jonesing for a fix.
0: Yeah. And it's, and we're going to see this play out over the next like three episodes, right? Like that's Mm going to be a a big deal. I just, his, his argument of like the the demons may want, May want Jimmy, and uh, we have to keep him next to us, even if it's against his will, because you know he's he knows something. Like even if he doesn't remember it, he knows something, and he's going to be chased. It actually has merit. I get Mm -hmm. it. He's just such a dick about it. And there's a moment towards the end of this where um, he's he's a real big dick to Jimmy too, and even Dean calls him out on it. So we're we're going to get to that. But man, like I just. It's weird watching this show and kinda not liking Sam. <laughs> Can I say that? Like it's just kinda weird that I don't particularly care for Sam at all. Have right you ever and liked know
1: Sam in like I, this I, rewatch? I in this rewatch? Not 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 really. No. <laughs> not,
0: I mean, um, in season one, he was just such a like a drama dude about all of this. I don't want to say drama queen, maybe a little I don't know. Yeah, he was a fucking drama queen about this whole thing. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was just constantly whining at, at Dean about, um, if not his emotions, then Dean's emotions, and Dean not having enough emotions, or if he has too many emotions, and like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then season two, he's he, he was kind of the same way, except it was ramped up. Have and you then then ever
1: like season? Them.
0: I I would have said yes, Chris, but now I am not so sure. Maybe maybe I just like Dean so much that I kind of liked his brother, too, because he was a brother of Dean, and maybe that's what this whole thing I is. I am
1: offended that you would think so poorly of Sam, although I have said it that they, they were using Sam for plot and hadn't really figured him out yet. Yeah. Um. And then when they figure him out, they make up a bad guy for a while. Which is, hey, sure, why not? Um...
0: So to get back into the story, they basically tell Jimmy, like, hey, you, you can't visit your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you Demons are after you. And uh, the way that Misha Collins changes his voice yeah. and his uh, just entire acting style to be Jimmy Novak and basically makes them two different people is, I think, one of the better acting jobs he, yeah, on the show he's overall. two different characters.
1: Like, More, like we, I've said it before about some of the other characters, but like, he plays yep. two totally mm-hmm. different characters. It's really cool.
0: different speech patterns, Mm -hmm. different, uh, you know, different, like his, his voice is much higher and kind of whinier. Like Jimmy is kind of an annoying dude Mm -hmm. throughout this. I understand it, but like, he's just kind of a whiny baby about every, basically everything. Um, they, they do finally convince him to stay with them for just a little while, uh, at least. But that night, Sam, who is supposed to be on guard duty, gets up to go out and get a little little, little sippy of that demon blood, yeah. that sippy, sippy of that demon bleazy. Yeah. If I can go so far, sippy uh, of that, that he's got
1: demon bleasy?
0: Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's a fine I thing. Just, to just say, wanted to right? slow it down You're- so everybody
1: could really hear. <laughs>
0: I mean, you, you didn't laugh, so I could only assume that you didn't hear it. <laughs> so I needed That's my to repeat logic. It.
1: <laughs> well, if you don't laugh at my jokes it's just because you wouldn't listen.
0: It's <laughs> because you couldn't hear it. Let me repeat them at a say higher volume. Let once more. Uh, like I'm talking to somebody who doesn't speak English, right? So. <laughs> if I scream English at them, they'll definitely oh, understand it. yeah, for
1: it. sure. So Sam, yeah, after back and forth with, with Jimmy, Sam says the phrase, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Meaning like I don't really give a shit when you get to go home. It's not important to me. What yeah. is important to me is that the demons don't get any valuable information from you. Um, this full apocalypse mode, Sam, just, like, not not caring. And this is where Dean says, remember when our jobs was just saving people or, you know, helping people go home, and now we're literally holding a man hostage. Um, I think, what does Jimmy ask if he's, like, a prisoner or something like that? And, and Sam says, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a bad way to put it, but, like, yeah, you're but a prisoner. T- totally. But this is, Um, yeah, at that night, Sam sneaks out for a little hit of that Demon Beasley or whatever. Um, Demon Bloodsy, come on. Get get with it. He's now keeping Demon Blood in a flask. Yeah, dude. What?
0: Like, you have to know this is wrong Mm -hmm. if you need it this much. And also, I just, I want to picture the, like, the... The mechanics of getting demon blood into a flask like yeah, he had to live, like okay hey hey hey, ruby come here cut your arm open put it over this funnel <laughs> <laughs> that i've got rigged up to this yeah flask she's like sam this is a lot more clinical
1: than i'm used to i'm used, used to fiery demonic <laughs> passion not a, a nerd draining my blood into a beaker
0: <laughs> what do you mean you want to use an iv on me that's not i did not sign up for this sandwich no. Esther. no it's, i'm not afraid of needles
1: um, i just think that's lame <laughs>
0: But while he's uh, out drinking demon blood, uh, Jimmy gets up in the middle of the night and just leaves. Mm-hmm. He just walks out of the out of the shitty yeah. hotel they're at. And man, Dean Winchester just sleeps like a rock, huh? Yeah.
1: Sam could have just gone to the bathroom to do his little hit of demon blood. He didn't need to go outside. And then Dean knocks on the door. What are you doing in there, Sammy? Taking a dump? Hang on. But no, he had to go sneak out, and yeah. then plot happens <laughs> because of it.
0: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a. I, I didn't remember this, but um, when he drinks the 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 demon Blizzy off of uh, out of the flask he actually like dumps it out onto his hand and then like licks it off and I'm like do you have to drink demon blood off of skin yeah. like, that seems a little weird a is that the only way that it works it makes it more
1: comfortable that way it's just it's a it's an um, ugly thing that he's doing and and I think that it's a super ugly thing I think we're yeah. supposed to feel uh, that I like
0: the next morning uh Sam is super cranky and is trying to rush out the door to go find Jimmy. And uh, Dean is just so blasé about all of this. Yeah. <laughs> just like... Mr. Big Bad like, oh, Bodyguard screwed it up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he starts making fun of Sam for being so big. Like the big, huge bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Later he calls him John Normo,
1: mm-hmm. which I really like. He just laying it into Sam. He has to. He has to give him some shit. I- and I don't know if this is... I feel like Dean is, yeah, he's definitely suspicious here. He asked what he was doing, and Sam says I was getting a Coke. Um, But I think that Dean is still like, okay, whatever. I I don't think Dean necessarily thinks he was off drinking demon blood, but he's still like, you're being really weird.
0: Well, he knows, like, up to this point, we know that um, Dean definitely suspects Sam of weirdness. Like, he's using his psychic powers. His psychic powers are kind of all over the place. Um, His which we were going to see in mm-hmm. just a minute. And um, we know he's caught him sneaking out at least once, but just hasn't acknowledged it and hasn't told Sam about it. So, But yeah, I don't think that he he is going all the way to demon blood just yet.
1: Um, so this is where we get the main, I think, emotional pull of the episode is is Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Neutron here going home. And he... I know his name's not Jimmy Neutron, I just...
0: You can keep calling him Jimmy Neutron.
1: Yeah, so we have seen obviously we've seen where Jimmy is now, and we know that like a ton of time has passed, but we don't really know like w- what his deal with his family is because we were, we see them in the flashbacks. Like we see his wife asking him to take pills, thinking that something's wrong with him, and then suddenly he's just gone because when he was uh, possessed by Castiel. It's not like Castiel turned around and said, Bye, guys. I'm an angel now. See ya. Uh, And not like they would really believe that anyway, because they were already in disbelief, like fearing for Jimmy's mental health. Um, So, you know, after ditching the boys and Jimmy heads back home, he's now confronted with a a wife who thought that he was dead. And she says as much. It's a very, very quiet. She's a very quiet actress when she says things. It's like, she's just so Mm -hmm. like, almost not ready to accept the reality like that's in front of her because she's been through so much like grief and heartache over this that
0: did we did we talk about the scene where he's boiling his own arm yeah
1: like these tests of faith that castiel made him go through a year ago that his wife walked in on him like just cooking his arm and he's like no it's like like,
0: no it's fun totally cool totally okay like it's fine (laughs) she's like holy shit um you need help (laughs) In in one of the flashbacks, um, she's begging him to take his pills um, because Mm -hmm. she thinks he's fucking crazy, and he's like telling her, "Like, no, I've had a conversation with Castiel. Everything's gonna be okay. Like, they they they've chosen me. I'm the I'm the one that he's he's chosen." And she's like, "To do what?" And he is so fucking smarmy when he says. I think it's something like, um, uh, that's God's will. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't ask those questions. And yeah. I'm like, you motherfucker. Don't, don't snap back at your wife because you're going fucking crazy. Like, yeah. Maybe be a
1: little polite. It's a to her. devout family that, but like, so he's just so willing to believe that, but she's like, wait, this doesn't happen in real life. Like I, I believe in God and all that, but like this kind of thing doesn't happen. So yeah, that that's kind of like all of that emotional weight that they establish within just a few scenes. It's all there right on the screen when, when Jimmy knocks on the door, his wife comes to the door, won't let their mm-hmm. daughter see him, but she's, you know, all she can really say is, is, say is, we thought you were dead. Like, we stopped looking for you. Uh, and I don't know, this, a lot of these scenes are, they're, they're very heavy. And I think that they're well done. Just that that kind of weight, that kind of like I, I can't even explain to you where I've been. You won't believe me, but I I went to get help. Like that's really all he can say. You know I tried to seek help from from for what I was going through, uh, and I'm okay now. He
0: says he was in a he was in a facility for the last year, and she's like one with no telephones. Yeah. Like your daughter probably would have liked to hear that you were okay. Yeah. Like if you were actually. You know, trying this thing out and um,
1: poor Jimmy. <laughs>
0: it is it is really really sad because because I mean Jimmy made the bad choice here. Mm-hmm. Like he gave up his life, he gave up his family for this angel thing, and it turns out angels are dicks. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't do that.
1: Yeah, I think that um, he, like we were saying, you know, he he thought this was going to be the right thing to do. He thought like literally God was calling upon him. It's he wasn't mm-hmm. crazy. Like it was happening but how do you communicate that to your family? And obviously he didn't know angels were dicks. Like he said, so
0: (laughs) that's, I mean, it was a surprise for us all, Chris, I think think it it, it was all kind of now I expect it. But yeah, (laughs) back then, um, meanwhile, uh, Dean and, uh, Sam are like driving down the road and Dean is kind of giving him, giving Sam shit about losing Jimmy when Anna pops (laughs) in the back seat and almost scares them into an accident. And, um, (laughs) I love this. It's, it's really there there's there's this scene is so chock full of great stuff like dean immediately something says something like you were looking great and she's like that is not appropriate not the time at all, Dean." <laughs> and his his glance of like when he looks back to the front of the car his his glance of like always appropriate to me is really really solid like i was gonna say it anyway it's
1: funny since i think the last time that anna and dean saw each other she was human right has dean run into her since she got her grace back I don't think so. so yeah, he's now. He, I mean, he's flirting with uh, an angel turned human before, but now he's turning with they're flirting with that angel for real. <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah. no, Dean." <laughs> I mean, and and props
0: to Dean for like trying to get his dick wet in, yeah. in the middle of the apocalypse, he's, right? Because like, we're gonna see that this with Chuck in a few episodes that where Chuck going extremely on the on, on, in that direction. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> she's just like, "I'm out of your league, dude." Which is if nobody's out of Dean's league. Come on, lady. Um, exactly. But uh, yeah, and then she, she calls out Sam. Well, because, okay, we, I made a video of this. I posted it on Twitter, so you can see it. You did.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go put that, that, that tweet in the uh notes. So, it's, right a, it's not
1: supposed to be funny, but she senses something different about Sam. As the viewer, obviously, we we can probably guess drinking demon blood is is going to have an effect on you. Not just give you psychic powers, but maybe change the makeup of your physiology or whatever. I don't know if physiology is the right word, but no one's here to stop me. So, she senses something wrong, and Sam's response is, me? I don't know. A haircut? <laughs> She's like, fuck off. No. <laughs> You look like you've never had a haircut, Sam. So don't even start. <laughs> you look like
0: you look like uh, barbers run from you when you walk in. Like they just literally turn around and run the other way. Oh my God, who is this gin- ginormous man with this giant head of hair? <laughs> Um, I love I love this video that she made because it ends with Anna like kind of looking weird and like the the episode handles it weird w- handles it well like she just like goes on to talk about other stuff but like in the video that she made it just cuts off with there and it's great her face at the haircut line <laughs> is really really nice
1: and so I don't even remember what she tells them because I got so distracted by the whole haircut thing. <laughs>
0: She basically tells them like, it's very, very important that uh, we, we, we get Jimmy back. Castiel was uh, ripped from Jimmy and sent mm-hmm. back to heaven um, for maybe doing some bad stuff. And uh, I think they say, like, do you know what he was going to tell Dean? No, I have no idea what he could have told Dean. Um, and then she just leaves. Yeah. So she's just there to be like, oh, no, this is actually important. I think they just like this actress at this point, yeah. And they just want to have some angels show up. And since Castiel obviously can't. Um, yeah, she's yeah. been
1: sort of like the rogue agent- all along, she was that that first well, not first. She's not Lucifer, but she's one of the you know the first angels that we've seen who who has fallen, I guess, who has become a human, who mm-hmm. lost their grace. But then she got it back. But she's still she's fighting against whatever plot the angels are working on. She doesn't. She's not yeah. down with that. And I think we've seen over the last few episodes that she's sort of been able to convince Castiel to open his eyes to see the world around him to to take more stock in in Dean. Um, but suddenly that seems to have backfired and now cassiel has mm-hmm. gone. Uh, so.
0: And with, like the last time we saw her was when, uh, Cassiel kidnapped Dean basically to torture Azazel mm-hmm. and she was begging him not to. So like rogue agent is a really, like she's directly going against what these orders quote unquote from heaven, which, um, it's strongly alluded to. Like there's no actual orders coming down except from just other angels. So,
1: and so in that episode we, we figured out that it was Uriel who was like basically let, um what's his name? Uh Alistair out Azazel. Of his, uh, mm.
0: Alistair? Alistair. Yeah, yeah not Azazel, uh, my bad. Let,
1: let Alistair out of his uh his you know, the demon trap, whatever. Um so they what were the what were the trying to what were they trying to do there? What what is their end game? And I, I know we start to talk about that or we're gonna get into that a little bit more, but like instead of Dean being able to torture the answers out of this demon, Sam shows up and uses his psychic powers on the demon mm. and I'm starting to think, you know, and the the show is starting to suggest, is that what they wanted? Is that what Uriel was? Was his goal was to get Sam to do this, or is that just a? Is that just what happened? We don't really know yet.
0: That's an excellent question, and some some events at the end of this next episode, um, I think that we're going to cover uh, pretty clearly answers it. So I'm I'm pretty excited to get there. Uh, so we go back to. Jimmy, who has convinced his wife to like let him hang out with his daughter a little bit, and they sit down for um, you know some some sandwiches. When the next door neighbor got the comes saddest over.
1: scene of the episode is right there though, where we've seen in a flashback them saying grace before, and oh yeah they sit yeah yeah, down yeah, to yeah. Eat, yeah absolutely. And the the daughter says, "Are we going to say grace, Daddy?" Whatever, and he says, "No, I, I don't think I'm going to." And the way that Misha Collins delivers that line, like made me choke up a little bit. I don't know what it was. Just that, that very, like him not trying, like trying not to cry, like really for some reason like hit me in that moment of just, I don't want to tell you all of the shit that it, my life is now, daughter, but, but no, I, I can't pray anymore. I can't do that. And it's just, it shows so much of like what has happened to this man and just in that line and uh, it, it's very emotional.
0: It's striking because it's it's this man who had this um, faith and his God and, and these angels and had it confirmed, which mm-hmm. is not something that everybody could could really say. Like, the whole thing about faith is that you do it regardless of proof. Yeah. And so he has all of these things proven. All of it's real. And all of it sucks. Like, that's the sound of yeah. his heart breaking. He, thi- he
1: had his <laughs> this faith. This thing that I
0: believed for 30 years. It, it, it would be what happened if he found out, uh, like, Mario was a sexist asshole yeah. and was, like, feeling up pr- uh, Princess Peach all They're the like, time. That would be bad. what I yeah. I can't. What, are are you saying fucking mario milkshake ducked on us i cannot take that i can't i cannot take that in this world And that's exactly what uh jimmy novak jimmy neutron is yeah, having yeah, right yeah. now
1: he's shook he had his faith confirmed and then he had it shook uh, and that's when the neighbor just fucking barges in like hey what's up did i see your husband i'm just in your house now and i could look over there but did i see your husband i'm not gonna look over there his intensity you have to know something's wrong i didn't i was still like oh that's his fucking neighbor and then like within a minute he's like hey hey jimmy can i go talk to you i know you're trying to see your family for the first time at in a year but can i come talk to you for a second oh yeah it turns out i'm a demon hi how are you <laughs> it's just so much so fast
0: it's it's a lot that happens very quickly also later his wife just shows up like a totally other demon just shows yeah. up out of nowhere just to uh, up I do love this moment where uh, Jimmy and the demon neighbor walk off to the side and Jimmy's like yeah I've you know went through some stuff but I'm back and um, he's like well that's that's really good Jimmy because I'm gonna kill your daughter and slit her throat and he's like excuse me and he flashes these eyes and so like, this, this scene, right? Like, so what we've been set up is Jimmy has come back, convinced his wife that he went to a facility to get himself straight because he was believing all kind of crazy, weird, you know, angel and demon stuff. And then this dude flashes his eyes at him. Jimmy reaches over, grabs, like, a piece of furniture or something, and just immediately starts bashing this dude in the head with it and screaming,
1: he's a demon, run. This is my favorite (laughs) moment of the episode, not because... Oh, it's so good. It's so well directed. Just the the craziness like the kinetic energy that they pull off with the like run run and he's, he's just swinging the camera's just following him as he swings this piece of furniture up and then down again and again with <laughs> his arms flailing to the sides he does it like misha's really knocking it out of the park here and the, the, this moment is so i mean it's violent it's crazy and it's like holy shit but it's such a good moment like of, of, of filmmaking i guess that sounds really pretentious but that's what it is it's like he just it happens so fast and it's so great
0: It's really, really fun. Like it's, 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 it's just the like. She's very confused by the whole thing because all she's seeing is her estranged husband who showed up unannounced in the same clothes he was wearing when he left, just bash her neighbor's head in. Like she doesn't know. Uh Like
1: it's, it goes from zero to a million in a second.
0: Um, we didn't. We kind of we skipped over the part where uh, Cassiel actually like. Or, excuse me, uh, Jimmy actually gives himself up to Castiel and, like, dresses himself up in the cast oh, uniform yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but that, that totally happens. Like, there's a there's a big scene about it where he's giving over his permission to Castiel. So. Basically
1: being like, I've, um, I've proven myself to you, but I'm about to lose my family. So it's like, put up or shut up now. And then is like, can I come in?
0: And the, the big moment in this scene that's going to be important is uh, after Castiel takes him over... Um, and we see like a big flash of light or whatever, which is, you know, Castiel's actual presence, uh, that our are previously on montage had told us that Castiel's presence can be seen by certain people, not just not by everybody, mm-hmm. which is why he went all explodo around Dean. But it, you know, this dude can actually hear him. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy's daughter, Claire walks out and she says something like, daddy, daddy, is that you? And Castiel just turns to her and looks at her and says, I am not your father. Yeah. And then just leaves. Like, saying anything at all, saying, like, Pickle puppernickel at that moment <laughs> would have been better than saying, I am not your father, and then leaving. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you, Castiel? You have a dad. Like, you know about the dad stuff. Like, your dad has literally abandoned you. You should have this lesson yeah, already. you're
1: an angel, not a robot. Knock it off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? That um, scarred her for life. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And this is, um, I don't think it's the same actress. I'll, I'll have to look it up to see if it is. But um, this is Claire Novak, who will go on to be a relatively important reoccurring character in the in series and is going to star in the uh, Wayward Sisters oh, yeah. spinoff.
1: Claire Neutron. Of so. course.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, Claire Neutron, the very one. <laughs>
1: um, so Sam and Dean thankfully show up in the nick of time here because um, Castiel, or I'm sorry, uh, Jimmy's family is is in danger from demons. Uh, the the demons do show their eyes to his wife, so she's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of pair of contacts, and suddenly I believe you. Um, but yeah, Sam and Dean show up, start dispatching the demons. Sam tries to use his psychic powers on one of the demons, and he is basically unable to.
0: And we had seen a, um, a scene before where he was basically begging Ruby for more demon blood. Oh yeah, and, uh, I don't remember why she doesn't give it to him, but there's something... She's just, think, just not answering her phone. phone. She's just not that's answering That's what it is. Phone. Yeah, yeah. She's just ghosting him. So, um... And he's he's running low, and that's obviously affecting his, his ability to get it up mm-hmm. as the show constantly refers to his demon powers, which, Jesus Christ, could you make it more phallic? Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: and they don't even... It's not like Sam is just not able to use his powers. He's just, like, weakened. Like, he's less than without it. He, he really mm-hmm. does, like, need it now to be whole. Um... You know, he gets stronger every time he uses it, but every time he comes down, he's worse and worse. Just like drugs, kids. Don't do Just drugs. Just
0: like drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Dare if you want to see not if you be like Sam Winchester. If,
1: they literally dare should just show season four of Supernatural. Just like, <laughs> this is what will happen to you without all the show, power.
0: They should do young like season one, like the before mm-hmm. picture, and like this is what demon blood does to you. Just like they do the meth pictures. Yeah. Actually, we should cut that out and just make this shirt. Actually, <laughs> now that we're yes, saying oh it out, oh my God, God. <laughs> okay, okay, <yeah. laughs>
1: that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> Except some kids gonna watch that and be like, "Wait, like I'll have a like a great head of hair and I'll be really buff. I'm in." <laughs> All in. it would have been me <laughs> uh, <laughs> um,
0: luckily Dean is there to uh, kill these demons more or yeah. less and uh, does so pretty quickly uh, and they all escape in the Apollo, and then uh, Sam and Dean and Jimmy has this conversation. And it's mostly just Sam just yelling at Jimmy that it's never going to end. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be chasing them, and if you want to protect your family, you have to leave them forever or put a bullet in your skull. And uh, like this is the moment where even Dean looks over and is like, hey, don't don't, don't sugarcoat it, and he's like, I'm just telling him the truth, Dean. Yeah. I'm just telling him the truth. And it's... Man, it's just like... Strung
1: out, demon blood, needing apocalypse mode. Sam is just, oh man, he's over the top, Chris. Yeah. But this next scene, I think, is like kind of the come down from all of this. You know, for whatever the reasons that he's acting the way that he's acting, they've, it's obviously been very aggressive and like just it's just hyper Sam Winchester right now. Uh, and in the car, Dean starts to ask questions like, "What's going on with you?" And I love when Dean says, "I'm not trying to pick a fight," because he does that a lot. Dean wants to like knock the shit out of Sam. But he, it's just his better nature is just always holding out, and he's just like not trying to pick a fight here. I'm, I, I'm worried about you. I don't know why you can't do your powers, but obviously it's having an effect on you, and you're acting like a crazy person. Like, what, what's your deal, dude? Uh, and he says, "Yeah, you're, uh, you're scaring me. Not trying to pick a fight, but you're scaring me." And Sam, all Sam can say is, "I'm scaring myself." Um, one of the the brief flashes of uh, of Sam Winchester being a human again is when he is like, I assume, I assume this isn't just me reading into it, but it is really Sam being like, why, wait, like, what am I doing? It's just that, that one second of, I want to quit. I want to quit. That always ends up leading to him doing it again. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. He has that moment of clarity, but it never lasts because the addiction takes over again.
0: And, I think this is also the moment where uh, Dean questions his psychic powers. Like what's, what's wrong with your mojo? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's all over the fucking place. It works. It doesn't work. Like he's, he's genuinely worried about Sam. Like again, Dean is just the best Winchester. Like out of all of them, he is the he is the one that I would save from a burning building. <laughs> like you put you put them all on like the, on, on a. I would run up and save Dean Winchester, and then just leave John, Mary, and Sam to die, including the the grandpa. I mean, the if you saved, if asshole, he saved
1: Dean Winchester, he'd just go back in to save the rest of the Winchesters. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, stop! I got to go back in for Sammy. <laughs> Dean, no. <laughs> if you save Sam, he'd like I have to go back in to just die. Like he literally tried to do in season one.
0: Um, this is really sad though, because, uh, Sam's phone rings and, um, because they, uh, I guess to take a, a quick moment, uh, Jimmy tells Claire or excuse me, Jimmy tells his wife, whose name I've already forgotten, um, Mrs. Neutron to, uh, like, Hey, I've got to leave. These dudes are going to get you a car. you got to go away from me. I don't know when I'm going to be able to come back, but the only way to protect you is to, to be away from you. Um, and so she, they leave and they go have this conversation and then um, the mom looks over at Claire and just smacks the shit out of yep. her after they're gone. And, of course, she's been taken over by a demon. Oh, I thought she was just me. So, no, no, no. <laughs> <She> do- <laughs> I think she even calls her daughter a bitch, too. Yeah. Like, Claire really, I mean, I- I'm going to I'm gonna talk some Yang about Claire when we get to her. Because when she gets to be, like, teenage mode, it, she's really annoying. <laughs> um, or maybe I won't. I I, I don't know. But... I, I she, she, Maybe she, she kind of had a bad life
1: Maybe a little bit, yeah Maybe just, just, Her just, mom was just possessed by a demon And her dad was possessed by an angel And that is either the punchline You can to, catch her on
0: Thursday nights <laughs> on NBC's Comedy Out Loud 9.30pm <laughs> Eastern Time So
1: yeah, it's either set up <laughs> to a bad joke Or a shitty life
0: yeah, and you know, that probably went in the same, really. Um, so she calls, uh, the wife calls Sam's cell phone, which I don't, I mean, I guess demons just have phone numbers. I guess Ruby probably gave her the phone number. Um, yeah. here's this dude. This, I got strung out on demon blood. Give him a call sometime. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's way fucked He's super desperate for it. So, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. If you want to have some hot demon sex and get some, get bloody, like this dude is into that. He's
1: way into it. <laughs>
0: um, she calls, just ask for Jimmy, and gets Jimmy on the phone, and of course it's, you know, hey, come here, come here alone, uh, you know, and then we're, you know, I'll have your daughter, or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So it's the demons. And this basically is just a, pro, a, a protracted way to get us into a fight, because we haven't had a fight since the last time. And
1: month. I just got to say, so they took, uh, it took, what, 20-something years to really just break down the Winchesters to the place they're at. Let's take Sam Winchester, because I think at this point- okay. He's making the worst choices than Dean. Dean's just doing his best. Sam's making really broken choices. And it took a long time for him to get there. It took, let's just, let's call it 25 years. Call it 25 even. They break Jimmy Novak down in one year. Like, just all of this shit that leads to the life of, like... I don't care or like I'm in this now like it all happens to Jimmy in this one life. And this is his like his moment when they get to the to the location Jimmy's just desperate plea to Castiel just screaming to the sky to have him come back. He's like I did what you wanted me to do. And I'll I'll, I'll it,
0: you told me my family would be yeah. safe. You promised me. You promised me my family would be safe and now look at this.
1: It's just when you look at the Winchesters and you think of, you know, these orphaned boys who somehow become heroic through everything that they've done and then you look at somebody like Jimmy Novak who's just got the fucking shit end of the stick time and time again until he his family is about to be killed, he his life is like nothing now and it only took one angel in a year to do it all. Poor Jimmy. Poor Jimmy.
0: And how does, I mean, and just the weight of the world on the Winchester shoulders, like, I'll even give Sam some credit here for, like, just carrying this load for a while, yeah. right? Like, this has been this has been a long road for these two, and it's not going to end anytime soon. Um, they they try to arrange this plan, and the plan is so bad that I just assumed that it was a setup for something, but the setup doesn't actually I don't happen. Know. The, like, the payoff happen. Dean says, <laughs> says he has a plan, happen.
1: but then they just get captured. I'm like, was that his plan, or, like
0: yeah yeah jimmy walks in by himself to meet his wife p- as possessed by a demon and then just later like st- some other demons show up with sam and dean yeah we don't even get to see like how they were captured or anything
1: sam just goes some plan and he's like well all right that's it
0: um so jimmy's wife is uh gives her a little speech about you know oh i was just sitting here to retrieve an empty vessel but i got the winchesters life is so good shoots Jimmy in the stomach with a shotgun and then does the classic villain move of just walking away just, and having I'm just her, gonna like,
1: minions. just going to drop my gun. Yeah. I'm not interested in shooting any of the rest of you.
0: I'm 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 going to leave now because I am the big bad and I can't be killed in this yeah, episode. I, so you have to wait till next week. I guess week. that gun
1: wasn't loaded <laughs> with more than one bullet because <laughs> otherwise you I want all of you. You could have taken care of the whole show, Random Demon.
0: So she sicks her minions on uh uh, clear it's like the, the minions kid.
1: that everybody knows and hates, like the minions yeah it's it 's the
0: minions uh, the despicable despicable ones, <laughs> ones. Um, I guess that word is ruined now yeah. huh? like you can 't say the word minions anymore without conjuring up the, the little shitty green yeah, monsters it's a bummer. Um her her uh her entourage nope that 's a bad show too hold on her
1: uh <laughs> her lackeys
0: yeah her, her lackeys there you go her henchmen henchman's a good yeah. word uh so she gets her henchmen to go clear kill claire when surprise castiel possesses her and uh claire as castiel i think is some of the strongest stuff on this episode as well like this little girl fucking nails it really really fucking well she starts exercising demons left and right she's
1: like yeah get out of here see you later not in my house also hunks and henchmen that could have been the name of this podcast just just a thought
0: hunks and henchmen is a really great name for this podcast (laughs) i agree
1: (laughs) But yeah, uh, um, she she starts melting face. That's how you that's yeah how you and describe then, it, right, Jeremy?
0: It's one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah, she does. She does the classic angel thing of just like touching these demons on the forehead Which, and basically forcing no the exercise. How many, many them, times
1: you see it? It's a pretty cool move.
0: <laughs> looks very cool. Yes, I agree. It looks super cool. Uh, and. The, the boys take advantage of this distraction as well, and so uh, Dean comes out with um, with the knife, and uh, but quickly gets, like, I think the wife, I think Jimmy's wife gets, gets in a mix with him. Like, she just shows back up for whatever reason um, and starts, like, slamming Dean's face, knocks the knife away, Sam picks it up, and then, like, has this tussle with this other demon chick, and then... Kind of realizes, like, wait, I've got a knife and I got a demon. You put those two together, and what you got, Clarice? You got some goddamn
1: hot, what is it? Fiery demonic
0: passion. There we go. Fiery demonic passion, and more importantly, he can get that demon blizzy that he's been looking for. That demon mm. blizzy. In- <laughs> I'm going to make it into a thing. I'm just going to keep saying it until it's funny every time <laughs> I say it. <laughs> so, Sam. It's such a terrible Sam word. gets a little hit of
1: that demon blizzy and suddenly he's all juiced up and, and tossing and fools left and right
0: but more importantly uh he like he slices this chick's throat and then just starts sucking blood mm-hmm. out and like dean sees it he's doing this in front of dean and also castiel who isn't still in clear like body, wow that's way.
1: dork bro that's pretty dork <laughs>
0: that's pretty fucking dork y'all <laughs> <laughs> Dean, uh, excuse me. Sam has f- gone full fucking dark side yeah. on this one. Like, like yo, literally, no disrespect.
1: People. That's pretty dark.
0: <laughs> uh, I, it's, it's weird the way that this show is structured because at this point we get like this extended scene between, uh, Claire and slash Cassiel and Jimmy so I'm just assuming that uh Sam and Dean just go get in the car. Like Sam like goes and wipes his mouth off of the food <laughs> blood, and they just walk out to the car. <laughs> like, hey Dean, you got a napkin? You gotta borrow one of your one of your flammable uh um the fuck did they call them? Like the things he used to carry handkerchiefs yeah. or something? <laughs> um But I like this I like this scene between uh Claire mm-hmm. and uh Jimmy a lot. Or Castiel. Oh, yeah, and Jimmy, Jimmy just
1: again begging Castiel, like, no, like I can't let you because he's like, y- you know, your work is over. Castiel's telling Jimmy, you don't have to be the vessel anymore. Your daughter is the vessel. You know, she's of your mm-hmm. bloodline. This works for me too. Um, setting up the fact that it's not always the individual, but the bloodline that that kind of is the important mm-hmm. thing. Um, but but Jimmy just so sad. So Misha again, I think he's killing it uh, as this second character on the same television show. Um, because I, I've said that before with Sam a bunch of times how sometimes he acts like he's a different actor or a different character. Cause bad Sam and, and just regular old, like emo Sam. Um, but the Misha is so good at it. He, uh, just begging Castiel, please. No, don't do this to my daughter. Just take me again. Like, I don't care. I don't care if I die. Just let my daughter like be free of this.
0: It's just fucking legit, mm-hmm. man. like, making this sacrifice. Um, And it's, it's weird because Castiel definitely respects Dean, right? Like we've seen the kind of quasi admiration that he has for Dean. We've seen him break some rules to, to, to help Dean and to help the Winchesters. Mm -hmm. Um, And seeing this kind of sacrifice from Jimmy makes me wonder. And like, does he, does he see that and recognize that? And maybe even realize what it takes to do something like that? Like, do you think that he's seeing the sacrifice for what it is and respecting it at this point? And does that make him fall in love
1: with Dina? a lot more? I wasn't expecting that curveball, but, but I think that, that, I mean, that's in a way, but Castiel has, he sees a lot of the good in humanity, much like Anna has, where we've obviously seen a lot of these, uh, these angels treat humans like shit. But, what we get from Castiel in just a minute here is not that at all. Um, it's kind of throwing out the Castiel that we know and love, uh, for the sake of of what whatever the angels have cooking up. Um, so he he whatever Castiel takes Jimmy's body back, lets the daughter go. Uh, does the wife yep. survive as well, or did she die?
0: Um, she yeah. We we actually get this scene where um it was right after we see the the. Sam drinking blood, mm-hmm. where she rushes over and Sam um, pulls the demon oh, out of her right, and sends her right, right. back to hell. Yeah, yeah. So she's fine. She's cool. Yeah,
1: they just have to. Walk- I mean, as
0: as fine as you can be after a couple yeah. of hunks rip a demon out of For your body, sure. but you know, <laughs> uh, in front of your daughter and your angel pos- in front of your angel possessed daughter, yeah, they just
1: have to watch their um, you know husband father become somebody else again. And mm-hmm. lights are on and walk away from lights are on, mm-hmm. but nobody's home. Like he's not, it's not Jimmy anymore and it will never be Jimmy again. And I, I think that that's safe to say for the, the rest of the show that Jimmy's just gone. Jimmy is eff- effectively dead. Uh, I think is is he gone from that body?
0: Yeah. They later on, they get into some like, uh, grace stealing soul trading kind of business that, and I think they, they hand wave Jimmy away. Altogether. I feel like
1: Jimmy was just gone and it's just Castiel from here on out in that body. That <laughs> without Castiel, yeah. nobody's home. Um which that works better for Dean because now he doesn't have to feel so guilty about all those feelings he has. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: is so this is where Castiel, who is now returned to Jimmy's body and Dean has this conversation mm-hmm. and Dean's like, you know, it's about time he showed up and Castiel in full Castiel mood in full like season four, full episode one. threatening. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's going, he's getting into it. Um, is it basically tells him like, I don't work yeah, for you. I don't serve. Man. <laughs> I don't work for man. Yes. Like I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking good, man. I love that shit.
1: It's just a full 180 from where, Castiel was the last time that Dean's I mean he came to to, uh, Dean's dream to tell him like a secret like hey this is super important the angels don't want me telling you this so we have to have a secret meeting about it Um, he was putting himself on the line for Dean and by the end of this episode he's basically telling Dean do what you're fucking told I'm not about that life anymore not about that life anymore So that's a, that's a pretty big turn, but then they kind of just leave it. Castiel's gone and that's it. They don't have answers and they don't, they don't know what to do, but that is not the end of the episode.
0: No, it's not because you would imagine that there's going to be some significant fallout from Dean finally realizing, uh, Sam's secret that he's been drinking demon blood since basically he went to hell. Like that's been a full 23 episode, uh, long Mm secret or twenty. I guess a 20 episode long secret. Um, I need to go update my spreadsheet. I have I've been I've been slipping on that. So I'll go get that. I'll go get that done. Um yeah, so you think that Dean would be incredibly pissed off and have a lot to to yell. And Sam thinks this too. Like in the car later he's like, "Okay, give it to me. Like you saw what I did. Like if you want to throw a punch at me, if you want to yell and scream." And Dean just says, "No, I'm not I'm not going to do any of that." He goes, "You know what? I'm just I'm just done. I'm just absolutely done." Like like he has nothing more to give and like I like this portrayal too because, um, you know, again, comparing this to an actual addiction – excuse me. I don't know why I'm coughing so much. Comparing this to an actual addiction is – this is what a family member would would be like Mm -hmm. after somebody hits their rock bottom, right? Like after they finally see them shooting up or snorting coke or, you know, finally getting that – sixth or seventh DUI yeah. or whatever. Like, they would just be completely done. Like, I can't, like, I can't make you be better. Like, you, I don't physically control you. I can't physically control you. I I can emotionally support you. I can try. I can help. I can support. I can do these things. But if you're just going to keep doing this, then I I literally can't do anything. And that's why you get, you know, a lot of addicts family members just washing their hands. Yeah. Because, what, well, what else are you going to do? Like, you can't have them around your house. So, you know i i I really really enjoyed dean enjoy is probably the wrong word but i can really appreciate dean's reaction to this of just going like i'm not gonna yell like what what possibly could be gained by me trying to throw a punch at you at this point
1: they take it seriously they don't they don't try to make a uh whole big grand thing about it they they really do i think treat it pretty seriously despite the fact that it's Mm -hmm. demon blood giving him psychic power
0: yeah yeah. i mean it's a metaphor (laughs) definitely and it's kind of a silly one and i I don't but i don't think that it takes away from like i don't think the comparison is is uh, in a laughing or a Mm -hmm. joking way i think it takes it extremely seriously like you said so i think that's why it works more than anything
1: um and dean gets a call from bobby and says or sam gets a call from bobby says hey come on we gotta talk about something i don't remember what it is but sam's like what is it and Bobby goes, it's the apocalypse <laughs> dummy. Don't get your ass over here. Yeah.
0: And Bobby is in his, um, iron cage room that we've saw from, uh, I think we first saw it in the first episode of the mm-hmm. season. Um, or maybe the second episode was whenever they were the rising of the witnesses or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they've run over and, uh, Bobby says, "Come here, you, like I, I got something to show you." And they they walk Sam in first. Sam says, "What's this the demon door.
1: problem you've been talking about?" Yeah, th-
0: th- that's what it is. I forgot about the. They setup. slam
1: the door on him and they go,
0: "It's you." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's not that's not good. Yeah, they they lock him up in a cage and just kind of expect to like dry him out, like. Yeah. It's- hey, man. Like, it's it's not a bad idea. Demons literally can't get in there.
1: Yeah. It's, it just starts off with Sam, you know, hitting the door, and being like, "Guys, this isn't funny. Knock it off." Then to the very quickly like fade to black, Winchester screaming moment.
0: I um, I, I love this twist so much. I love the fact that they're they're doing mm-hmm. this like that, that. And I think it's I've get I'm getting a little bit of vicious joy out because of this so because much. because i just sam has been such a he's been and, and again well acted like jared's doing a really good job like i'm not i don't want to take anything away from the show or anything but he's doing such a good job of making me not like went to sam winchester yeah, i still love sam winchester season. i don't care what you say jeremy that's fine i'm not trying to convince you i'm just trying to convince our audience <laughs> <laughs> to turn against <laughs> <No. you. laughs> hashtag team you're B. turning
1: them all dark side jeremy
0: I am. Uh, it is str- me and my rap it, it is strange, I'm going to make a mixtape. Oh,
1: God, in a strange twist of fate, it is the Dean fans going dark side. <laughs>
0: uh, this episode is really it good, is. man. Like I, I, I dig this. The uh, have it getting to know Jimmy Novak and the this the acting clinic that Misha Collins, Misha Collins, Collins, yeah, mm-hmm. p- puts on here is just really, really great. Yeah. Like all of this works for me everything is well acted the The only thing that's really missing is the monster of the week because it's purely a it's, it's, I mean it's a straight up like plot episode like and the next two episodes don't really have a monster of the week either that we're going to be covering nope. like they just were like nope, we're not going to be worried about hunting things right now we're just going to be worried about our apocalypse time
1: which is this, this is what we want let's be honest we don't we would we would be upset if we had to deal with them hunting a fucking troll or something
0: agreed yeah uh, I think so too Let's get into some When the Levy Breaks, written by Sarah Gamble, directed by Robert Singer. Sam is locked inside Bobby's panic room to allow him to detox from Demon Blood. But Bobby wants to free him early to help fight in the anticipated apocalypse. Dean disagrees and seeks help from Castiel. Yeah. I think I think that description is doing this episode a disservice because it doesn't say Sam goes fucking crazy, which is what happens in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is so much fun. Like it's just it's I like seeing Sam go crazy like and Jared just does this so well we get we get some cameos for some people I didn't expect like some some serious shit happens I am I am into this and one of our favorite things which I vaguely remember you saying in the first episode of this podcast are when the brothers get possessed or whatever and they get to yell at each other about their problems and that happens in this episode
1: yeah it's it's in full effect here Although most of it's just inside Sam's head, but still, uh, let's crack into this. Let's do my it, my dude. <laughs> so first, I mean, so, we start um, with what, Sam just begging to be let out, basically, or trying to bargain with them. Still being like, "Guys, I'm not. It's I'm not even. I don't even like Demon Blood. What do you mean?"
0: Yeah, he says it's uh, it's not my fault. Um, it's that you know, it's none of this is my fault. I'm just doing this um, to. I'm, I'm drinking this demon blood to so i can save lilith and he just sounds very like listening to sam he, he, like he, if you're listening to yourself dog like you, you know that none of this sounds right yeah does, um, is this
1: where he says i'm not drinking the demon blood for kicks i'm drinking it to get strong enough to destroy <laughs> lilith or whatever exactly yeah
0: and, which is ridiculous i mean you're just doing it you, you literally did it while you were screwing your girlfriend yeah. like and chuck has <laughs> you already can't tell me that she weren't doing it Yeah, Chuck has
1: already called him out on this, that one conversation that they had where he said, are you Mm -hmm. sure you're not just doing this because it makes you feel strong, makes you feel in control? Um, Which is exactly what Sam is doing because Sam feels weak. Sam feels out of control because his destiny has been in the hands of a fucking yellow-eyed demon. But he doesn't want to admit that shit.
0: And Dean uh, really seizes on the it's not my fault line. He says, oh, it's not your fault, right? It's not your fault that you lied to me over and over and over again. And that you know, because all of this stuff that Sam has been doing—sneaking out, the drinking the demon blood—he's he's, he's pa- tried to pass off as normal to Dean. And even though Dean knew something was up, he didn't expect fucking demon mm-hmm. blood, man. Like that's that's some serious shit. Uh, Sam gets mad for treating it for them treating this like it's some sort of. Um, intervention and dean says that's exactly what it is i think he actually says if it smells like a duck <laughs> which is <laughs> i love what dean uses so- like
1: uh turns of phrases or whatever but he doesn't use the entire phrase it's just the little the little half version of it or whatever it's like my favorite dean quote thing you have to you have to be able to guess what he's talking about but it's funny when he does it
0: i know it's it's really I like good. It as like a character uh, trait of him me too yeah um this is pretty much it. Dean says like, Hey, congratulations. Uh, you've been benched for the apocalypse. Like Mm -hmm. now you were no longer going to be in this fight. So you did all of this for nothing because we're not gonna let you fight Lilith anyway. And then leaves. And then he screams. And, um, that's, that's, that's our logo smash. So we go right back into, uh, Bobby and Dean talking and, uh, is it, or do we go, no, we go, we go right to Sam. I'm sorry. So we go back to Sam in the cell where he sees Alistair and, uh, he just kind of pops up chains Sam to a table and starts cutting Yeah, (laughs) and starts like preaching at him.
1: It's really good. And Sam the whole time is just screaming for them to let him out. And I think they keep cutting back to Dean and Bobby sort of flinching at it because no matter how pissed off Dean is, he doesn't want to hear his brother in pain. And I don't think that Mm -hmm. they ever expected anything to this degree to be happening. Like the dude is just screaming bloody murder and they don't know why. Like, is that what the withdrawal is doing to them? Like, I don't know if they really could have anticipated any of this shit.
0: Well, and they even go so far to, to make a point out of it, because Dean asked Bobby, like, how long do you think this is going to go on? And Bobby says, uh, I don't know, let me look it up in my demon detox manual. Oh, wait, no one's written one. <laughs> this
1: is a pretty unique situation.
0: <laughs> it's really, really very unique. And, I mean... I like that Bobby is probably actually writing a demon blood yeah, detox well, manual during all this. Point, yeah. I mean, you might as well pass this information along to other hunters. Um, when the phone rings, Bobby answers it. It says, suck dirt and die, Rufus. Don't call here again. Slams the phone down, and Dean's like, what did Rufus do? And he's like, he knows what he did.
1: <laughs> Bobby's just perpetually You're- angry at somebody.
0: <laughs> There's just no better feud than the old man hunter yeah, feud, yeah. right? but he calls back again and uh tells bobby and dean like there's been a whole lot of signs be- or um seals being yeah. broken uh there's you know um somebody locks himself into a room and kills exactly 66 women or something and like there's other things that are happening so like it's all it's all insane and crazy
1: oh i miss the part where when sam says i'm not drinking the demon blood for kicks and and dean goes try desperate weak pathetic god damn it oh no 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 no! Oh, wait no he doesn't say that fucking uh somebody says that sam says that to, to sam
0: yeah young sam says we,
1: we 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 skipped young sam he comes before alistair damn it
0: no 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 oh, alistair comes first and then it's <sighs> my notes sam. are
1: such a mess god damn it look at my notes man okay.
0: let's see yeah so rufus calls tells them about all these seals being broken and um you know, Dean is extremely worried about this because obviously some shit's going down. And uh, this is where we go back to Sam. And Alistair has been replaced with Young Sam mm-hmm. from our preview episodes. And I really like Young Sam in this role of be- being mean to old Sam. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, not only is it, <laughs> this is great. a fun back
1: and forth, but that's got to be like the saddest shit ever is like the young version of yourself telling you that they're disappointed in the person you grow up to be oh my god that's some heavy shit
0: i do not ever want to meet young jeremy (laughs) this is this is gonna be a bad thing like i don't want that dude seeing me now like i'm I'm okay like i'm doing all right but still really podcasts (laughs) what's an itunes young jeremy says (laughs) So he's, um, he's Sam, so young Sam is basically c- criticizing old Sam for, you know, why did you blow this? You were supposed to leave. You were going to, you, you left dad and stopped hunting and were living with Jessica and you blew all of mm-hmm. this. And old Sam says like, well, they killed her. You know, I, I had to do something. He's like, do you think she would want you to be doing this?
1: And I'm like, yes, I like when fucking young Sam, I go, love when go, go, bring that back around because it, it's insane some ways it feels like the show forgets about stuff that happened in the past to the boys other than like their mom and dad died. Like (laughs) that's, that's the only thing they seem to tap into, but you got to think like the woman you're going to marry dies in a horrific way that stays with you. And I like when, when it's like rubbing salt in the wound for Sam here, but Mm -hmm. that's gotta be, I mean, I I just like that when they bring her up because it's such a, a major part of the character that gets forgotten a lot. And, and to say, like, would she want you doing this? Like, really? Look at what you are now. Think of what you were four years ago and look at what you are now.
0: Yeah. Seriously, you're going to justify drinking demon blood and having crazy, fiery demon passion yeah. sex uh, to get the demon blood. And, you know, yeah. just for Jessica. When there, like- when
1: there was finally a woman who loved you and you got to be a regular person around her. And then this is what you threw yourself back into. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Um and I like that it's coming from Young Sam because the Young Sam that we saw in the flashbacks was fighting so hard to be normal and to not be in that life. And obviously, we know that Adult Sam was still fighting against the thing that made him not normal. Uh, but he's lo- he's now lost that the fight. <laughs>
0: And I think young Sam gets into that and says, you know, like I was always a freak and it, you know, doesn't have anything to do with any of this. It actually has, you know, to do with what was inside me. And then he flashes the, the yellow demon eyes, which I think is, it just freaks out Sam even more, right? Like he's just, oh, poor Sam. I do feel a little bad for Sam having to go through this. Not, not a lot bad. Like, you know, it's not fun being a detox and you definitely earn yourself there, but I'm just saying like, it's, this has got to be a, not a very fun time for Sam. In his yeah. life.
1: Uh, and it's just um, showing the mark that Azazel has left on him. And, and by showing it mm-hmm. in this way, it's almost to say, like, are you entirely defined by the LOI demon? Is that going to be your entire life? Look at everything you and your brother have done. Look at everything that you accomplished on your own before you went back to hunting. Whether whether you look at Sam Winchester as the hunter, or you look at Sam Winchester as the person who tried to get out and be with Jessica and all this stuff. No matter what you're looking at, are you really going to let yourself be defined instead by what the yellow eye demon did to you when you were a baby dripping a little bit of blood into your mouth is that going to be who sam winchester is not the hunter not the lawyer not the whatever the hero none of that shit
0: the slam for graduate not the slam
1: for graduate <laughs> not not even the whiny little brother he's just going to be what yellow eyes wanted him to be and they don't mm-hmm. say that in so many words but that's like i think that that communicates that in in, in, a, in a way like this is what you let yourself become dude like you let yourself be defined by the thing that you hated. Way to go!
0: It's it's a really bad moment for Sam, like young Sam going through all of this stuff and just basically laying out all of the ways that old Sam has fucked up. Is it's very um, satisfying. Mm-hmm as a, as a viewer. And it's gotta be just fucking heart crushing for And the thing
1: is, it's now. not like, like a magic version of his past self is there. This is all in his head. He, this is what he this is seeing. all in his head. This is what yeah. he is conjuring <laughs> this is up. This is not the demon blood. Absolutely. The demon's making him hallucinate, but this is the shit that's in his head. Yeah. So, um, uh,
0: we, we go back to Bobby and Dean, yeah. uh, and Bobby is saying like, Hey, like they're talking about these seals and what to do about them. And Bobby says like, Hey, wait a minute. Are we, are we sure that we should be doing this like we have all of this going on and do we need to be dealing with this family drama like maybe we're trying to protect sam from himself too much but we could actually use him on the battlefield and dean reacts so strongly against this he says absolutely not like we're i'm i'm not giving him demon blood i'm not i'm not going to like if he has to die in that hole he will die but at least he'll die human yeah and taking this hard line is it was one of the many reasons I respect Dean Winchester.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's making that choice. He, he can't, uh, I, I know Bobby loves Sam. We don't, let's be honestly, we have not seen Bobby much this season whatsoever. We talk about Bobby like he's no. in every other goddamn episode, mm-hmm. but he is not really a series mainstay for a long time. I mean, he, he shows up frequently, but how many episodes has he been in at this point? Like five, six in four seasons. Like he, Probably more than that. That was That's that's on the lower side. But still, he's not <laughs> in a lot of episodes. But I guess we still get the the impression of, of who he is to the boys, how he matters. And him saying, like, I don't think he's pulling like the Sam Winchester. Let's use him. Because that's what Sam does with everybody now. He just uses everybody. Um, but I think he, he's trying to be pragmatic here. Like, maybe we'll deal with the whole demon blood addiction after we save the entire world from demons. Because Sam's powers are, you know, kind of strong. Maybe we should be using that to our advantage instead of potentially killing him right now. Um, but like you said, Dean Dean chooses where he stands on this, and I think that that falls right in line with Dean who Dean is. You know, it's all about m- monsters. You know, at the end of the day, like mm-hmm. when you're doing what Sam's doing. You're not a person anymore. And I think, like he says, if he can do anything for Sam in this situation, it's going to have him die as a human.
0: I just did a quick count, and uh, he's been in 20 episodes. Up I said one.
1: five or six, and I would like everyone to know that that was wrong. I didn't...
0: Um, I just, I'm just going through his wiki page, which is really funny, by the way. Um, but because all wiki pages are funny to me sure. at this point. Um, uh, also, I didn't know that his name was Robert Steven.
1: Interesting. Anyway...
0: So we go back to um Sam in his cell and who shows up but uh dead body Mary Winchester mm-hmm. and uh and I like the fact that they put her in like the the outfit that she died in like including all of the blood yeah. like think about the ramifications of like cuz this is it's it's hard to remember that Sam didn't really know his mother and that basically, like, he was a baby when she died, and his last vision of her—if he was looking up in that crib—would definitely be her dying yeah, on the scene, hidden somewhere away, the his way brain. she does. Yeah, that's. Yeah.
1: It's dark shit. Um,
0: it's dark. It's it's not great, and she tells him like. <laughs> like he's expecting her to do the same thing that young Sam did and tell him what a bad person he is. Uh, but she doesn't, she tells him basically like, Hey, you, you've had to do this. Like you are you were so strong to be able to survive this. Like, look at all these yeah. things that you've You're done. not being
1: crazy. You're being practical. Your brother just doesn't mm-hmm. understand. And it is a weird connection that I guess never gets brought up, but her and, or maybe it does get brought up. I don't know. Her and Sam are very similar where they're kind of just throwing things away for, like, they, they have that hunter in them. Where, I mean, John and Sam are also very similar because we talk about that a lot. But I think that, that Dean is the only one who's just all about the family. Everybody else is always about making these sacrifices and choices and shit. Where Dean is just like, I'm trying to help everybody out here. Where all the other Winchesters are just totally fucked. And uh, I know that this is still a manifestation of, of um, Sam's mind. Him trying to tell himself that he, he's not wrong. But uh, I think there is a little bit of merit to the fact that Mary was a, a hunter. Sam knew that Mary knew something about yellow eyes and the demon blood and all that stuff back in season three. I think mm-hmm. we found this out. So I think mm-hmm. that there's just, there's some lore and imp- implications there.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that. And, uh, it's also pretty heavy. Like the stuff that his mind mom, mm-hmm. um, which is what I, definitely Hi, what I'm going to call her from now on. Hi, mind mom. <laughs> Thank you for the mind brownies. <laughs> it was really nice of you. Um, like the stuff that mind mary is is saying is pretty ridiculous like I come from a long line of hunters uh you know I was a hunter I understand what you have to do your whole family is cursed mm-hmm. you have to turn you have to take this th- this dark thing inside you and turn it against them which is something that Sam has said that he has been trying to do he's just trying to take this curse and <laughs> make something good and, out of makes it. something good out of it <laughs> like it's literally it's literally his own speech back out of his mind, his dead mind, mom's (laughs) mouth. Like, that's a ridiculous thing. And I I, I enjoy it. Like, this is all very good. Like, this is all very, very well wrought. Like I'm loving, I love when they bring back Mary Winchester, um, every time it's happened so far, Mm -hmm. having her kind of give this, this speech to Sam is almost like Sam's addiction speaking through his mom. Right. Like, no, no, you actually did make all the right decisions. You had to do this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of figuring this out as I'm talking. Yeah. By the way, like that's why I'm kind of rambling, and I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging this. Like it, this is Mary. Like this is Sam convincing himself that he's okay after all. Like no, no, it's fine. I can have another drink. It'll be fine. It'll be different. This it time.
1: really is. Like it's dark. They're going to so many different dark places, and I'm at the same way, just sort of figuring my way through this because they they drop so much on us. Um, he sees so many different things. We get so many different takes. One of them is is being tortured by. Alistair. Now, is that because it's a recent memory, or is that what he sees as the demons inside of him doing to him? Um, or is that just, you know, what it feels like to be to be pulled apart by his withdrawals? Um, or is that what he thinks
0: that he deserves? Is that, I, right? think that, like-
1: I think that all of these things are very uh, viable here. Cause mm-hmm. I think it's always important to, to note that no matter how much Sam acts like he's better than Dean in, in certain situations, he hates himself. He totally hates himself and that's why he does yeah. all these terrible things because he thinks that he can beat himself. He think he can, as we say, take this curse and do something good with it. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting to have heroes with such self-loathing because I think that we get a lot of that with Dean too, but Dean's kind of still holding it together because, you know, as always love for the family, but Sam, Sam's just fucking, he's a mess.
0: Sam is a mess and his mind bomb isn't finished yet. I mean, she, she, she tells him all these things and then tells him like, you, you had to do this because, uh, Dean could, could never do this and he'll never be able to understand how strong you are for doing this because Dean is weak. Mm -hmm. And I have this in my notes. It's literally two lines. One says, wow, mom. And the other one is Mary Winchester is dragging Dean and I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted you to know where my headspace was. Um, and then, and then she asks him, like, please, you have to make my death mean something. Like, you have mm-hmm. to go win this war. Like, this, this fucking crippling-ass guilt trip that he's laying on himself about this, and still while justifying all of his terrible behavior and his actions against his brother, like, this is you this is a very complicated dude at this yeah. point like he yes. is he is fucked up in the head like and he is extremely complicated it's you're, you're actually right it is interesting that they portray sam as a hero in the story so often but like he's it, uh, just
1: filled with self-loathing yeah. Mean, yeah man dude's real broke Jeez. dude's real real beaten up and the, the same thing where if he if he stops for a second and says Dean is strong, too. Dean can do this, too. We can do this together, even if he was using his psychic powers. Like, me and Dean together, will beat the apocalypse. If he, for even a second, says that somebody else can do it, then why the fuck is he doing all the evil things that he's doing? If for a second he backs down from that shit and realizes that somebody else could have pulled off this same shit without the demon blood then that means that that he really is a monster. He just has to keep telling himself he's better than Dean or that he's the only one who can do this because if, if he doesn't, then he's a monster.
0: We, so then we go back to Dean, who is outside kind of calling for Sam, for Sam excuse me, calling for Castiel. Like, where the, where the hell are you? I need your help. Castiel finally shows up, and uh, he you know, kind of demands, like, where, what is this important thing that you were going to tell me? Like, I, I went and did all this stuff, and you didn't even tell me what it was. And Castiel refuses. Says it's nothing and of import. And Dean's like, are you fucking kidding me? All this
1: shit, and you say it's nothing of import?
0: <laughs> um, it's, and then... Basically says like you you he asked Castiel like can he do it like can can he actually kill Lilith and uh, Castiel says he can uh, but as you know like he would have to he would have to go through some pretty unsavory things to be able to so he would have to drink as much demon blood um, enough demon blood to basically change him as a person. Mm-hmm. And, and to change him forever, that he wouldn't. I think Cassiel even says like he would be something that you would want to hunt. He'd be the next thing that you would want to hunt. Mm. <laughs> like g- going back to that, if I didn't know you, I would I would want to hunt you, kind of yeah. thing.
1: Um,
0: um, cause he, Dean calls Cass a dick. You're such a I dick. I still these days. think
1: that after watching, I think it's the episode after this as well. Maybe it is this one. It's all it's all blurred together at this point. There is some serious manipulation going on here. I don't know if cast is necessarily fully in on it. But I really think that they are trying to create a narrative that they can build off of. They're just like politicians. Um,
0: Would you say they're shady politicians from Planet Vulcan? Yes.
1: (laughs) I know Dean would. Um, Because because by doing that, saying it's one or the other, because basically they get Dean to agree to help them by... Saying, like, if you if you agree to help us, then Sam won't have to do anything. And then Sam won't go dark side, even though he already has. But it won't get any worse. Like, he won't become the monster that you mm-hmm. fear, because you'll do it all, Dean. You'll you'll do what we say, and we're going to get through this, and you won't have to worry about it. Um, but they're manipulating him. They're both, as I think Dean says later in this episode, they're manipul- manipulating your ass ten ways from Sunday or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Much- well, just the just cast and not answering the question, mm-hmm. right? Because Dean says, if I do this, if I if I submit to this, does does that mean Sam doesn't have to do this? And I think the answer is something like, if it gives you comfort to think that, yeah. like it's a non-answer. It's not saying that Sam won't go dark side. It's just saying that you know you will prevent the apocalypse. It's a it's a fucking bullshit like uh five terms and condition mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you agree to sign to give me your house when you agreed to to use Adobe Acrobat <laughs> or whatever.
1: <laughs> is it in this episode where we start to learn you know where the strings are being pulled, or is it in the next episode?
0: I want to say it's in the next okay. episode. I don't quite I'm not looking forward to my notes and I don't think
1: Because um, as much as I've I've watched this show and this season, you know, many times, I've never fully considered how long the strings were being pulled and by who. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's, it's, it's easy to say that there's, there's really fate is not at work here. People are making a thing happen because that's what they want and they're calling it fate. And I think that the Winchesters are being manipulated a lot. And now that I've kind of clicked onto it, now that we do a podcast where we analyze what's going on, I, I just always, or I'm now looking back and wondering how much of it was affected by, by who's pulling the strings or if that's just the last few moments or the last couple episodes, whatever. Uh, it's just this scene, even though it's an emotional scene between Castiel and Dean, Castiel has basically just been flogged. He went back to heaven and now he's, he's going to be a good boy again. He can't be rebelling. Um, but there, I think that that's what part of the the non-answers, the terms and conditions shit. Castiel knows that he can't tell Dean what he wants to hear, but he's also probably supposed to trick Dean. I, that's, I think that he's supposed to convince Dean but he doesn't want to lie to Dean. And that's where he's in this between a rock and a hard place.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, I think you're right. Um, they don't really start showing like who's actually pulling all these strings until the next mm-hmm. episode. But it, it, here it very much feels like Castiel is um, definitely acting on orders and not necessarily what he wants yeah. to do, but he's, he's, but it, I think it's, this is the first time that it really crystallized for me that like, Oh Yeah. They're selling Dean like a like a bill of goods that doesn't actually exist here. Like, something is up. I feel like in a lot like, of ways, is- the
1: show almost distracts you with how hard Sam has been sold by Ruby and by all the shit that he believes about himself. With the 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 trick of Dean is way more subtle because it's kind of being done through Sam. By having Sam go through this, you know, the angels are trying to use that to their advantage to, to get Dean to do what they want because they know that that's his weakness.
0: Mm-hmm. And has always been his mm-hmm. weakness from the very beginning. Like, and I think the show has gone out of its way to show that over and over and over again. Um, Castiel eventually basically asked Dean to say this special words or whatever, saying that he'll swear to do uh, God's. I didn't quite write the whole phrase down, but you can imagine some overly flowery angel phrase to be like, <laughs> "Oh, you know, you're you're going to be our bitch." In fact, in the very next scene, Bobby says, "You actually voluntarily agreed to be the angel's bitch."
1: <laughs> yeah, and this is where we get basically all what we just talked about. He says, "You know, if it means the Sam doesn't have to do anything, then yes, I don't care." Mm-hmm. Again, just it's a different version of self sacrifice, but it's like it's specifically for somebody else, and not just because I don't want to be a human anymore. I would rather just die as a hero for a cause than, than to stick stick around and fight with it and deal with my bullshit. Dean is legitimately like, I, I will go, go to bat instead of my brother. I will do the thing that I don't want to do if that means that he doesn't have to do the thing that he doesn't want to do.
0: And tells Bobby, like, he doesn't trust... This doesn't mean he trusts these people mm-hmm. at all. It just means that he's that he's willing to do this specifically for yeah. Sam. Like, he's not, you know, gone over or anything. Like, he, he's going to do the thing, but, uh, you know, he's not fully bought in just yet. Um, while him and Bobby are having this conversation, uh, they... He, Sam stops screaming, basically. Yeah. And we, we, we had kind of cut back to Sam as his... Uh, it, like, he starts seeing these... Like like lines on his hands and face, and, uh, start growing. Like he's kind of falling apart, and he starts screaming, and he lays down and like starts rolling around on the floor. By the time Bobby and Dean get there and look through the through the window, um, he's literally like being oh, telekinetically he's, he's lifted just up and flung.
1: So they think that he's making yeah, it, mm-hmm. and then he gets fucking poltergeist. <laughs> Yeah, he gets straight up poltergeist and uh get
0: flung around the room and that's when they break in and um there's this really interesting scene where Bobby puts like his belt in Sam's mouth so he was doesn't mm-hmm. strangle himself on his own tongue or whatever. Um and then they're they're gonna Bobby's saying that they have to strap him down and Dean is just like looking at his brother. And he, he's just kind of staring at him in, in space, and he's kind of zoned out a little bit, as if like he just can't believe that it's come mm-hmm. to this. Like he cannot believe that he's doing all of this angel stuff for this dude who is is, is just is made himself this yeah. way. And, and it's I guess it's like a come to Jesus moment without the Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's almost like like he's realizing like I, can I actually do this? Like is is can I save Sam at all? That's what I got out of yeah, it anyway. Sure. They don't. Th- 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 none of that is is explicitly said. He's just said or you anything.
1: know he's, he's sick to his heart about the situation that they're in. Yeah. You know, seeing not for it to come off the wrong way, but seeing the person that he loves most in the world as his little brother like this, mm-hmm. and you know, taking that second to reflect on Sam did this to himself, and I can't even help him right now. But now you know he's agreeing to all this angel shit, like you said, to for the slight chance that he could help him. But then looking at him like that with the belt in his mouth, it's like, can anything help him at this point? Is he just gone now? Is this it? Like, how does he come back from this?
0: So they, they strap him to the bed and, uh, Sam wakes up and Dean is there. And, um, Dean is just extremely mean to, uh, to Sam, you know, you know, why, why are you doing this? You know what? Um, You know why? Why why, why are you doing this to yourself? And and Sam says, "Well, I'm doing it to you know stop the apocalypse, to kill Lilith." He's like, "That's not your gig. That's mine." The angel said that I could do it, not you. Like you, you, this is not your thing. You can stop doing all of this. And then we get a we get a cut back to upstairs with Bobby and Real Dean, and we realize that Mean Dean downstairs was actually Head Mm -hmm. Dean. So is Dean? There's a lot of deans around. Is what I'm saying.
1: Is he challenging Sam's motivations here? I can't remember. Um, basically like, what, like, why are you, this might be a different part, but I'm going to talk about any, like, why would Sam still be trying to kill Lilith for revenge for Dean? Cause like Dean's back, like Dean is not in hell anymore. So what
0: that, that is here. Yeah. Okay. yeah like, wh- wh- why are you, wh- why are you doing this? Yeah. Like to get revenge. Like I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> Sam didn't even have to do anything. He just, Dean was already back. So like, what, what is it that Sam thinks he's doing? Like, is this to save the world? Is this because he's just fallen down this dark hole that he can't get out of? Like, what is this? Does this have anything to do with the apocalypse at all? Or is it just, is that just what he's clung on to? There's just, there's so much shit. And again, it's not, you know, what Dean really thinks of him. It's what Sam thinks Dean really thinks of him.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Always. Always look at this through the prism of this is what Sam's mind is doing to himself. Mm-hmm. Like this is what this is how shitty he thinks he is as a person. He thinks that, which is yeah. super
1: sad. Which is a sad thing. Young Sam hates older Sam. Dean hates older Sam. Like it's just the mom is agreeing with him, but like in a bad way. So
0: in a totally in a totally not cool <laughs> it's way. A very yeah. inappropriate
1: situation. <laughs>
0: I really like um <clears throat> the next couple of minutes we spend cutting back and forth from uh Sam and Dean in the in the cage and um Bobby and uh real Dean upstairs and again Bobby is saying like, Hey, maybe we should juice him up with Demon Blood again, like they're going back to yeah, that conversation. Maybe we love him uh, too much. Uh, and- yeah and and, Sam, and Dean is straight up refusing but and he says stuff like I'm not going to let you let my my brother turn into a monster and it does a quick cut to like head dean saying you're a monster to to yeah. Sam and he's continually getting it more and more aggressive um and then like we go to a commercial break and then we come back and Sam is just chilling by himself and then just somebody lets him out
1: yeah <laughs> the door just opens and we don't know opens mhm and Sam does the logical thing, and that's he sneaks off to uh, get some demon blood. Oh, man. Of course. But before but- that, uh, I forgot he gets busted, this fucking part.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the, we have to deal... First off, we, we should just go ahead and say that, like, we see Castiel as um, the person that opened yeah. the both his restraints and the door. Like, we see him kind of sneaking off, and he very much looks like he's got a like gloomy look on his face. He very much looks like this was something that he was ordered to do. Like, this doesn't look like something that he would have done just on his own, but... Um, do we go? Yeah. Okay. So we deal with Anna first and then we go to the, to Sam's escape. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so Cass is walking around when Anna shows up and is like, why are you doing this? Why did you let Sam out? He's drinking demon blood. It's way worse than yeah. we thought it also, was. So I just,
1: I just took a dip back into my notes and realized that I, I did actually take more than I thought. And there is a part where I believe it's Dean saying, um, you're not weird. Or maybe this was young Sam. One of them. It's either young Sam or it was, or his brain Dean telling Sam that he wasn't weird because he was a lonely kid or because he had a weird family. It was because he was a monster. And oh yeah. And it's Dean that says, you're nothing to me. And that's the thing that fucks Sam up the most. And I, if something's going to fuck our boys up, we got to bring it up. So I'm glad I found that note. (laughs) 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 I think he
0: also, he also says like, I don't even know if you're my brother Mm. anymore or whatever. Like there's one of those lines. And that's when
1: Cass comes out and Anna shows up and she's like, Cass. What the fuck, my dude. What are you doing?
0: And, and fucking snitch Cass has has called the angel police down on Anna and they just fucking grab her up and take her back to heaven. Like fuck off Cass. Like I don't like I don't like this deal no. at all. This I'm just following orders Nazi youth regime thing that he's got it's going not on, with all that. It is
1: not a good look for Cass. No.
0: Not a good look. Um then we go to Sam escaping and he runs into Bobby. Yeah
1: who's pointing the gun at him, and this isn't a complicated scene, because some of it I feel like is just total, like, up his own ass bravado, like, you're not gonna shoot me. And then the other thing, where, where so Bobby's got his rifle pointed at Sam, and Sam saying, you're not gonna shoot me. And then just slowly walking closer to him and grabbing the barrel of the gun and pointing it at his own chest, and part of me just thinks Sam really wants Bobby to pull the trigger. Because Mm he knows, I mean, yeah, I think that is really what it is, he's He wants, he wants Bobby to pull the trigger because he knows that if he doesn't, he's about to do what he's about to do. And that's pull the gun from him and clock Bobby in the head, knock him out and and take off. And it's, I read that scene in two ways. One just being Dick Sam being dark side and the other one just being the total broken person wishing that that would be it. And knowing he's about to hurt his friend because he can no longer control what's inside of him
0: yeah I, I hadn't thought about it that way and i completely agree like he's he actively wants bobby to stop him the only way that he, he the only way that he could be stopped by bobby is for bobby to shoot mm-hmm. him i don't know why bobby just doesn't shoot his leg like, yeah <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying that us solve this pro- a lot of the problems real quick I mean, like, it shows one-legged sam is not going to stop the apocalypse chris <laughs> this is true <laughs> This is
1: true. he's got a crutch he's one crutch the whole time <laughs> showing up to you know do his psychic moves to lilith she's like what are you what What are you doing? He's got a big, stupid. He he drops his.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Ruby just comes up and knocks the crutch out from under him. He just falls. He's got a big,
1: dumb uh, cast on his leg and he's just hobbling everywhere. (laughs) One of those, like, cartoon casts that's just way too big and takes up, like, his whole leg.
0: It's actually uh, two crutches taped together because he's so yeah.
1: tall. <laughs> <laughs> he had to extend it and put a little thing <laughs> at the bottom of it. Um, but we get to see Bobby's state here because Bobby is so sad to see Sam like this. And we see him as the curmudgeonly old man all the time. But he's looking at this boy just like, I want to take care of you. I want everything to be okay between you and your brother. And I can't let you leave. But he does. He would never have the heart to hurt Sam. And Sam, he takes advantage of that. And uh, yeah. it's just a sad scene because Bobby... Is just in the situation that he, he it's kind of out of his control. Yeah, and it's
0: because Bobby looks at these uh, as his own boys. Like I can only imagine that times that uh, John Winchester abandoned these two at Bobby's house to go um, take care of his other son, <laughs> take him to a baseball <laughs> game. <laughs> um, so, like he looks at these he's, at these brothers as, as his own. And you know, if you're a dad, you're not going to shoot your kid. I mean. It, Bobby's not going to, I guess I should say, like, it's just not going to happen. And yeah, Sam takes advantage of this, grabs the gun, bashes Bobby in the face with it. Bobby drops, and then he just throws the gun down. And at least Sam has the good grace to, to act like he's sick of himself. Sick, yeah. sick yeah, to himself. He, he right? gives like, one of those like, big damn, exaggerated
1: like, deep breaths and just is like, almost as if like he's letting out a little bit of a sob after he did that.
0: It's not it's good. It's not great. It's, it's very, very bad. Um, our next scene is uh, Bobby and Dean uh, and and Bobby fortunately looking pretty okay after getting smashed in the face with a gun. Like that was pretty nice. Um, But there's this, there's this weird bit where, and I don't, it seems like a little much for the episode where, uh, Dean's like, I know where that kid, I know that kid, like he's not going to hide from us. And Bobby's like, he's, if he doesn't want to be found, he's not going to be found and all this other stuff. Uh, but I did get a little fist pump moment when, um, he says something about Ruby and Bobby's like, what, what about her? He's like, well, she's the next bitch on my list. Like, he's going, <laughs> he's going after Ruby. he is mad at Ruby. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> like going after a drug dealer because mm-hmm. he got mm-hmm. your, your daughter addicted to crack yeah. or whatever. So. It feels exactly like that. Right, it's just that. Like, I feel like that's a plot from, um, uh, I don't remember the name of the drug movie now. It definitely it feels like a plot from uh, from from another movie. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, we go back to Sam who has rented the honeymoon suite, <laughs> and uh, to you know purposely hide from Dean. Yeah. Ruby shows up, and um, Chris. I just for a moment I thought they were just gonna have like some normal sex because he like shoves not. her down. And like, kind of like acts like he's about to go down on her, but then he just keeps going until he finds the knife in her boot. And I'm, at this point, I would even accept like some weird feet thing if he wants to get <laughs> into that. Like that's fine, but no, going for the knife and just immediately like cuts her open and yeah. starts. And when she comes
1: her blood. in, she tries to play the this old like doting girlfriend type thing. Like, oh, Dean was so wrong mm-hmm. for what he said to you. All this, she's just playing into him at this point. Where she's just like full on manipulation. Like we can all see it oh, yeah. clearly, clear as day. Um, And he's freaking out at her, too, being like, where the hell were you? Like, why'd you leave me all strung up? And she's like, yeah, sorry, trying to dig out Lilith. Didn't have time to pick up my phone. Um, But, again, that's just her manipulating him.
0: I'm sorry you're hurting. I had no idea Dean would do that to you. Putting the blame on somebody else, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Turning him against his brother. and uh, and and also like giving him sympathy, like you're the victim mm-hmm. here, like right, like this this is something that Dean has done to you, and I'm and I'm sorry about that. He shouldn't do that. Like that's just such fucking manipulation. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Um, Dope. after the demon blood sex, which fortunately they don't, they just show him just laying uh, in, in bed afterwards, <laughs> which is somehow even more graphic. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't like this because he is a giant compared to her yeah. and it just looks weird. Um, but she says like that his appetite has gotten much stronger. He's all like, uh, what do you mean? Much greater. <laughs> <laughs> and like basically has to tell him like, no, no, that's totally fine. That's, that's totally cool. Don't just worry about you're it. Getting it's all right. Stronger. It's okay. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's fine. She tells him also that, uh, she's figured out th- that the, the last seal can only be broken by Lucifer's first. And that, um, one of the demon Sunday Sunday school stories is that uh, Lucifer came to earth and his big sin was causing temptation to a human and twisting their desires and making them into a demon yeah. and that was Lilith that's Lilith's origin story and uh so she is Lucifer's first and she cannot be killed and she's the only one that can break the yeah. seal
1: um, or so we are being told so or
0: so Ruby is saying yeah uh,
1: around this time I think through some sleuthing and figuring out stolen cars in an area. Um, they're able to kind of pinpoint yeah. where they think Sam would be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
0: Yeah, so it doesn't... I mean, all this stuff is... Like, I just don't know why they do it. Like, I, at some point, just, like, plant a bug on Sam. Right. Like, I made him... I, I gave him some water and it had a GPS device <laughs> in it. So, so we have we have about five hours before he poops it out. We need to hurry up. We can't chase him um, down. But, um, yeah, they, uh- but yeah, they... they, they and, I mean, Ruby also tells him um, that she has a, a line on Lilith's chef.
1: Yeah. Which, Lilith's personal chef, and, which is, like, a, currently residing inside of a, a nurse in the uh, labor and delivery unit, uh, taking newborns mm-hmm. to go cook up for Lilith. Because, just as a reminder, be like, hey, I know that, like, our hunks are pretty bad right now, or one of them is, but also yeah. Lilith still mm-hmm. eats babies. So like, that is that is a little worse.
0: Yeah, kidnaps babies, babies from a neonatal unit, and eats them. Yeah. <clears throat> and it has a chef prepare them, which I think maybe is the <laughs> it's, it's even the worse, darkest right? part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sam also goes into this thing about like when this is all over, he just wants to fix things with Dean, and you know, just I just I just want to fix things, which is like just the dumbest shit in mm-hmm. the world.
1: But he, you know, I don't know if again he's just telling himself that it can be okay that's what it's all about for Sam. It's just, he's saying these things out loud because he wants them to be true. And he thinks that he's still in the right. He, it's like when this is all done and I show Dean that I stopped the apocalypse, you know, it'll be okay. He won't think I'm a monster when I save the day.
0: Yeah, he will. Yeah. <laughs> he, he 100% he for well. Dean. None he's, of this is worth it. It's you not worth
1: being a dipshit.
0: Because Sam is 100 percent a monster yeah, yeah. right now. So uh, um, so
1: Ruby goes to... she fucks off somewhere and uh, Dean catches up. We, we, get right?
0: the, we get the we get the um, I don't think I put it in my notes, but we do get like the cut to uh, this demon nurse chick who's like saying creepy things like they're delicious about babies, mm-hmm. and uh, she's about to steal one of the babies when uh, Sam shows up, and this is kind of like the end part of the episode where Sam shows up and to kidnap this woman. Do they not have their fight in this episode? Uh, well, I think they do. It feels like this episode is four hours long, by the it's,
1: way. <laughs> it's a very long episode. So, okay, yeah, they do... I don't think that they kept, They go to the uh, to the hospital until the next episode. Because it's in the... Uh, I was watching it today. So, so, Dean busts in on Ruby and Sam and tries to kill Ruby. And Sam stops him and sends Ruby off. He's like, go, whatever, I'll catch up to you. And that's when they have their little chit-chat. Sam says, we've got a lead, a lead on, a, on a demon close to Ruby. Like, come with us. We'll go do this together.
0: Oh, I did have all of this mixed up. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. So we do get the scene from the nurse, but then it goes into the fight between... Okay, okay, my so bad. So
1: Dean says, you know, great, that's fine. Me and you, we'll go together. We'll kill this demon or whatever. Do what we need to do. But just me and you. Ruby's a deal-breaker. And Sam just keeps repeating, you know, I need her. Like, because he needs that demon blood fix. He, he knows at this point, like, his appetite's gotten bigger. He can't not have a reliable demon around to drain of blood. Uh, and this is where shit just starts to, to kick off. And I thought about taking notes, and I thought maybe it'd be better with just the audio, because their they're back and forth is so... Uh, it's, it's heavy shit. Just the... Dean trying to reason with Sam as Bobby cautioned him before he left. Like, don't let, don't push him away. You need to go and bring him back. Not, not mm-hmm. talk a bunch of shit. You need to go and bring that boy back because they're, he's still your brother.
0: Yeah. And the only people that can help him in this world, the only people that want to help him are Bobby and Dean. Yeah. And if Dean pushes him away now, he, he's, he's going to be off the deep end. Like this is probably like a, a last chance for, and for we Sam. have to
1: have some sad big brother here where he, he tells Sam, you know, you're lying to yourself about all this shit about what you're doing. You were lying to yourself, telling yourself that, that this is the right thing to do and that this is okay somehow. And I just want you to be okay. You know, I don't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter all of the, the excessive bullshit of Sam Winchester. It doesn't matter how much he's lied to Dean or whatever. Dean just wants him to be okay.
0: And, Sam is absolutely refusing this saying, you know, you can't, you can't do this. Only I can mm-hmm. do it. Um, I, I, I have to have Ruby. She's to, 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 be able to do this. Um, and Dean finally says something that Sam has been expecting Dean to say. And he you know, and he kind of breaks down when he says it and he drops one, like super hunky masculine tear down <laughs> his, down his cheek. And he says, you know, Sam, you're a, and Sam interrupts I think and he says like say it Dean say it it's like you're a monster wow. and uh and Sam just like fucking wails this dude like just nails him with it with the I, fist and sends I, Dean flying I think this flying. is the
1: first time that Sam has punched Dean right outside of like when he was possessed by a ghost or something I, I want to say yeah because there was The episode with Gordon, um, I remember Dean punches Sam, the episode where he says, if I didn't know you, I'd want to hunt you, he punches Sam. There's a a lot of times where Dean punches Sam, but it's usually not the other way around. And
0: in the Gordon episode, Dean gives him a shot back and says, hey, you should get one for free. Go ahead and take it. Sam's like, I'm not going to punch you, Dean. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So yeah, yeah, you're right. This may be the first time that we've actually seen Sam, you know, willfully inflicting violence on his brother, which is a major Mm -hmm. issue, which is a major deal. And, um... He, he jumps on her, um, oh, jumps on her, jumps on Dean and starts kind of just beating, they keep, just, just beat the shit out of each other. Like these brothers like start throwing some they, punches. They go
1: at Like we've never seen the Winchesters fight like this before. We've seen, you know, the punch, but we've never seen this. Um, other than, oh, like actually with the, uh, the siren, um, they were beating each other up, but that was, again, they were possessed. It again, yeah, matter. possessed. So mm. this is, this is really going at it because obviously Sam, Sam knows that he's a monster. But having Dean say it, you know, basically his biggest fear after everything we saw in his little, like, psychosis nightmare, um, having Dean say it means you're a monster is just too much for Sam, and it's, I think in a lot of ways to get, I mean, we're doing a podcast about it, in a lot of ways it's as if Sam is, like, punching himself in the face, because Dean is his better self, uh and he's just laying into it because he doesn't want that guilt. He doesn't he's just going to fight it all the way now. There's no more reasoning, there's no more brooding over it. There's just punching it because there's mm-hmm. he can't he can't reconcile the two halves of himself anymore and he's crossing over fully into the dark side, Sam.
0: And because these boys have been taught from a very young age that You know, you have to repress these emotions Mm -hmm. that you can't talk about them; that you can only punch them out of your system. Like we've seen that over and over again. um, When Dean was literally punching, like that make-believe Dean in the dream world that kept, you know, that had demon eyes or whatever. And uh, you know, we've seen them deal with their anger and their emotions and and with physical violence. Uh, We just haven't seen them do it willfully with one another, which is why this is, I think, kind of a, a a big deal with these brothers that they're they're actually in their own way, dealing with their emotions with one another, even though it's not in the healthiest (laughs) kind of way. Uh, Sam eventually kind of overwhelms Dean and starts strangling him, uh, but can't make him do it. Can't can't make himself kill. Yeah. I don't know if Um, when I
1: watched that trying to figure out, was he like the instinct taking over? Like I'm going to kill you. And then at the very end being able to pull back or is it, look at me look how much stronger i am than you i could have killed you if i wanted to but i didn't which is i feel like way more evil than the intent to kill than being able to pull back from it and be like no i can't do this i feel like it was (laughs) him just saying like look at look at how much stronger i am than you
0: i feel like it's definitely look how much stronger than i am of you and it's also saying i'm not a monster because i'm not killing you oh fuck like it's (laughs) It's, it's both of the, it's both of those things, yeah. right? It's, I won and I could kill you, uh, but I'm not going to because I'm not the monster you keep saying I am. But it's like,
1: no, you Even literally though, are, dude.
0: <laughs> you literally are the monster. Yeah. You drink. you've been
1: drinking demon blood like actually might be five worse minutes ago. Than we thought. <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm. It's going to get dramatically worse in the finale of the season. So yeah. Um, yeah. But Sam gets up and then leaves, and uh, I think he says something to the extent of, like, you've never known me, you've never understood me, you yeah, never yeah. you never did, and you never yeah. will. And um, Dean does probably just the, the most ruthless thing that I can imagine Dean doing in this position, which is quote John Winchester and say, you know, if you walk out that door, never come back. He gives him the same ultimatum that uh, John gave Sam honest- when Sam I went I to college, which seems a little extreme. Is
1: that literally what John Winchester says? Or is it just the same ultimate? Yeah, I, that's oh fuck, Dean. Fuck. Oh. Oh. Because in oh. um,
0: I want to I want to say in that season two opener is when um when we see like you're the one that ga- you're the one that told me to, if I walked through yeah. that door, you're I you're the one that closed
1: back. that door. You're the one. Yeah, whatever. You're the one that
0: closed that door, Dad. Not me. Yeah. So this is literally John. Excuse me, Dean, <sighs> quoting John Winchester at Dean. Sam again. Dean, My guy, what are you? <laughs> I mean, again, the most, the most ruthless shit that I could possibly imagined Dean doing. Oh,
1: brutal. I'm glad that you said that because I, I mean, I knew that it was a brutal thing to say, but I didn't quite put that quote together. And man, oh man, Dean's just, Dean's just saying, fuck off. Like, this is the path you're walking. This is your ultimatum. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, unlike John Winchester, Dean is a little bit more justified here.
0: Absolutely. Uh... Just going to remind you that when John Winchester said it, Sam was just going to (laughs) college—the college that he had set up for Sam. We
1: all know that he faked those scholarships.
0: I'm just saying, like, and even if it wasn't the college that he set up for Sam, the dude is going to school, and this one he's going to go drink a demon, more demon blood, and attack a demon. Like, yeah, it's a little bit more justified. (laughs) Fucking John Winchester, ultimatum over college, son of a bitch. absolutely insane um yeah this again just with the last one uh no monster of the week stuff this is all meta plot and this is all just this hurdling us into a into a finale um which we'll be covering next week uh and i think i've got like as many notes on that finale as i do on these two episodes combined (laughs) because chris some shit happens um i am really really glad and have really enjoyed talking about this episode with Sam. you like dealing with all of Sam's shit and 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 just piecing it out just one by one and kind of labeling all of the weirdo pieces in his brain has been way more fun than I thought it was going to be.
1: So if you are a listener here at this point whether you're current with the podcast or the show or whatever if you've never seen the next episode or if you forget what it's like I think that the season finale of of, of this season and next season it's like the most amount of quality payoff for everything that you've been through like when you watch a show when you watch game of thrones you had to wait six years for that payoff but with with supernatural it's like at the end like next episode everything that we've been dealing with for at least season four if not the entire show it gets paid off in huge ways there's huge turnarounds based on all of these events and it's it's so good. It's so rewarding to watch as a TV show. And I think that like I don't I don't know any other show that that pays off as hard as Supernatural does, especially in these next two seasons. They build it to the breaking point and then they fucking break it and it's fantastic. So and there's it's just some it's hype it's for next difficult. episode.
0: <laughs> The uh, the only things that they don't culminate is stuff that they've already culminated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's – but even then, like, we're literally going to see uh, – um, just as a, as a quick teaser, like, we're going to see the yellow eyes hatching his plans. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to see the yellow-eyed demon hatching his plans. We're going to see, like, kind of, like, the start of this whole thing, and then we're going to see to the end. And, man, it's so good. I can't – I wish we could talk about it tonight too because man I I could probably get into it but also I kind of want a week so I can like w- watch it yeah, again I'm definitely <laughs> watching I've definitely watched again. it I only watched it once Yeah I'm definitely I'm definitely going to I probably even like remake notes and stuff so um because I'm just that guy But these two episodes uh put together are, are a really interesting pair to me because we get all of this historical information on uh castiel's vessel jimmy novak and how that's kind of this presence of an angel has destroyed this family and then you get all of this stuff with sam where the presence of a demon has destroyed this family and having just just the knowledge that all of these cosmic deities all of these entities that are interfering with human lives do nothing but cause misery like we haven't we have yet to see a single case where knowing an angel or a demon has made somebody's life better uh Right? <laughs> like, it's it's literally never happened. It's
1: easy to forget that they really do start painting, like, humankind as the only thing worth fighting for, kind of. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, it kind of doesn't look that way. But when you really break it down, you have Dean, you have Bobby. Um, maybe you, you, sometimes, eventually, again, you'll have Sam. Who knows? Um, in the past, you had Sam as a good guy. But humanity <laughs> is really the only thing worth fighting for uh, in the world of supernatural and God damn it. It's just, it's on display here. And I think that they do some really great things in, in the next episode that speak to that. Any last thoughts? I like supernatural so much just in general.
0: I do. I do too. It's so good. <laughs> I'm so glad we're doing this podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I just get to talk about these, the show so much more than I ever would have. Otherwise it's so That's great. <laughs> we're talking about it so much that we're reducing the amount of episodes we cover per yeah. episodes because we can't fit we it all like in it
1: too much
0: <laughs> not because we want our podcast to be shorter no no not at it's all not.
1: <laughs> we're almost at three hours my friend
0: i know, I know. people's uh podcast um, won't be
1: quite that long but we've been recording quite a while
0: let's uh let's wrap yeah. this up um let's do, let's do some admin uh i mentioned at the top of the podcast uh We have our feedback episode Mm -hmm. coming, so next week will be the finale. The week after that will be a feedback episode, so you have until, I think it's the 21st is probably when we're going to be recording that. So, uh, yeah, you have until the 21st of August to get your feedback in. Again, contact. You can also email us or hit us up on any of our social media platforms. Monstertheweek.cool has all of those links. Uh, special shout out to Revitar for his increasingly amazing music <laughs> musical contributions to the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, shout out to our buddy Jake Lionheart, uh, the, the the nerd rapper that we all know and love. Not he has made rap music for Don't Give Up Skeleton, my other podcast. He did a rap for Chomp Chain or with your Chomp Chain dudes about Overwatch. He has done raps about Bloodborne, Overwatch, all kinds. Like the dude just just my, can't uh, stop. My brief and, uh, anime now he, podcast.
1: He did all the music for that. Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, he did for Shonen yeah. Chomp. I forgot about that. And then he, uh, he has now released a mixtape based on the music of Supernatural. And, uh, I. We, we actually, he released it while we were recording this yep. podcast. You'll hear some of that in the, the outtakes. The and, old uh, version of it. wait to give that a proper Every listen.
1: time he gave us a song, he was like, oh, check this out. I kept saying, like, oh, yeah, I'm so into this. Like, just so Jake knows. Like, I listened to all of those, like, ten times each. Like, I was so into
0: them. <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely same. When he sent the, the link today, uh, I, I didn't get a chance to listen to it because I was busy all day. But as, on my drive home, I, like, listened to that track probably, like, four times. Shit <laughs> so mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent stuff. Thank Thanks, you, Jake, Jake, for doing that. Um, that's it. I'm on Twitter at JG Greer. I'm on Twitter at Local Bones. And the podcast is on Twitter at Motwcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please leave us an iTunes review. We That'll love be it so nice. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
1: ho! Oh, look who it is. Huh. Hang on. You're going to hear all this stuff when you send me my Hello. Hmm. Hello my dude, can you hear me? Oh, Jesus. Can you hear me? Wow, what the fuck? What is wrong with this thing? It's the same shit I always use. Might have to go and get different on me. Shit. Um, this is weird. I don't know what's causing the issue. I can't even find the chat anymore, because I don't know how to use Discord, apparently. Which probably doesn't surprise you very much. Okay, there we go. Thrilling audio for you to listen through when you finally have to sync everything up. Let's see. Um. <clears throat> okay. Let's. Um, nope, don't want to mute myself. Can you hear me? What? I literally just muted and then unmuted myself. This is fucking whack. Dear Dis- dear Mr. Discord. My name is Chris. <laughs> I just turned 17 and I really dislike your voice chat service. You're- dear Mr. Discord. You're about to be hearing my Discord with your service hi this this intro this intro has a lot of intros or this this letter has a lot of intros
0: i'm 17 years old and have never written an actual letter please help me i'm I'm too millennial for letters please please help me did i mention that my name is chris
1: (laughs) also i'm tweeting this You know how I say, well, 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 a lot? Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Yes. It's not like I invented that, of course, no, no, but no, I no. say it a lot. Yeah. I, I feel mm-hmm. like recently I've become known for saying it a lot. Yes. Well, apparently I say it too much because now my entire family has started doing it. Um, yeah. <laughs> also
0: other podcasters. Um, oh really? <laughs> i, I want to say in the new salt report jake no jake's not in the new salt report maybe he just tweeted it or something
1: i don't know i do i tweeted a lot too that's another thing i'm always like well, well well would you look at this it's a new episode because i don't know how to express anything any other way <laughs> <laughs> it's just my default thing now i got a lot of figs though got a
0: lot of figs you were figged up my friend
1: I'm figged up We were talking about uh, Me and uh, Dylan and Steve Were talking about Getting some D&D miniatures Because we played the other night mm-hmm. And you know Dylan said yeah it might be helpful Because I'm, I'm terrible At like keeping track of shit When it's not on the table uh, And so Steve was like Yeah I might buy some But they're like You know You don't get random It doesn't matter And Dylan was like Yo Chris Let's just use your figs And the idea of just having Like fucking 60 amiibos On the table Trying yep. to do shit with them It's like it's terrifying
0: Someone whose Twitter handle is uh, dicks in Amanda follows you.
1: <laughs> Hold on. See, the thing <laughs> is, her, I just noticed... her name is
0: just Amanda, but her Twitter handle
1: <laughs> is dicks in. So the the problem that I have is that I don't check my followers lock because normally I would just see, oh, you have a new follower, but I haven't been getting notifications, which probably means that most of it is. Uh, Oh yeah, that was a lot of porn accounts. Fuck, damn it! You know what? All all that really matters is that Allison finally followed me, and that's that was the true victory for me.
0: This is uh, this is odd because she follows you, and the monster of the week account follows her, <laughs> but she doesn't follow me. Which wow! I mean, Wait, what <laughs> Amanda? What did I do that was so wrong?
1: <laughs> oh, no, oh, I'm not talking about Amanda. I was talking about Allison.
0: Okay. Oh, oh, okay. right, no, this, yeah, this
1: Amanda character. Yeah,
0: yeah. This Dixon Amanda chick.
1: um dicks in i kind of want to be dicks and chris (laughs) (laughs) you should start it all over again at dicks in chris on twitter Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. let's look it up let's look up dicks dicks like yeah dicks in you know who just came up was richard spate jr from uh supernatural dicks in (laughs) chris it's it's not taken everybody no results for dicks and chris (laughs)
0: That's um. That's going to be a strong alt account. If you ever if there is
1: like somebody going to be tweeting at me after listening to this episode because I'm sure somebody will go out and, and get it. That should be your 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 Twitter page though. Like that
0: should be Dixon Chris should be your uh, fan fiction and Twitter account oh my where it's God. just about uh, the hunks putting their 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 enormous dicks in you.
1: I'm gonna describe around the uh around the hunks dicks. Okay. As much as I can. So like I'll I'll be talking about like like. The swell in their jeans, or you know, lots okay, of bulges, okay. stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. I'll never just fall on say, like dick or cock or penis or anything like that. that you're you're going <laughs> to try to write
0: like PG-13 porn, is what yeah, I mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, because it's all about you got to get it tantalize. You know what I mean? Like you can't just you can't blow your your load figuratively or <laughs> literally.
0: Blow your, blowing your load has already gotten you into a <laughs> NC-17 rating. I'm sorry, you have to try <laughs> well, you again. Can't, you
1: well, see, so you can't do that. That's the thing because. It's up to the reader to imagine everything else, and that's what really gets things going. Once you see everything, it's like, okay, now I'm just a guy looking at another guy's humongous member. And where do you go from there? Member.
0: You know, I would said that uh, the two hunks had enormous dicks, Mm -hmm. but- what if Jared? <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Who is an, an enormous human being? The dude yeah. is a giant. Just has like a little teeny weenie, just that like a, be, like a, like a little little guy. And look, no shame. There's no thing. shame in having a little guy. I'm just saying it would look. It would be a funny. guy Guys are a giant dumb guy. Naked. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what was the uh, What was the tweet that Misha tweeted from Jared's account? Was something like, "I don't mind having a small penis." or something like Yeah. That. <laughs> And then he did it to somebody else on the set, too, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, so people should stop leaving their uh, phones around Misha. Um, I have I have some interesting news. Okay. My buddy, uh, Serge, was a former Don't Give Up Self in person um, and fan of the show. He He's the guy that is uh, listening to the episodes of Monster of the Week. And then going to watch the episodes of the show. So he's doing it kind of in a weird way. Um, he's in Slack and he said uh, he just added me and and Richard aka Revitar and said I want you to know that I just hijacked the office PA to play the theme song to the confusion of my coworkers you're welcome (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and then he goes on to say there are definitely worse ways for them to learn that I have that power which I think is pretty good (laughs) (laughs) and then finally if it helps some of them seem to be into it even if one person yelled what the fuck
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's incredible
0: What's the line from Dean? I think it's in this episode. Do you remember when our lives were just about like doing simple shit? Like getting people back to their families? Yeah.
1: And Sam is just being so mean. Are you, all right, you ready to record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do it. Because <clears throat> when we start talking about Supernatural before recording, that's when we know Like we should probably get the <laughs> ball rolling.
0: What, we should just do the thing, yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about uh, how bad of a movie X-Men 3 is.
1: Um, I know I already know that firsthand, so you don't have to tell me. I, I i can tell you uh okay oh, that iced tea is gonna have to make me piss but here i am <laughs> it's my demon blood you could say that iced tea is my demon blood
0: uh mine would be be straight up beer yeah actually no, because that's that's probably actively doing damage to my body Mine would in be, the quantities that i drink on a
1: regular basis i would be lemonade because i drink lemonade a lot. I've always you loved tr- lemonade. What? Yeah. Like, do you make a lot of lemonade? I make a ton of lemonade. Like, I, I, I make do a lot really? of lemonade. Do you really? Are you fresh squeezing that I'm not always powder powder. fresh squeezing that shit. But for some reason, that's just always been, like, my go-to drink. Because when I was younger, I didn't like soda. So I would just would be like, all right, I'll just get lemonade from the vending machine or whatever. And it's just, that's just my thing. Just a fun fact about Chris. He loves lemonade.
0: That's... Man, um, do you guys have canes up there? Um, the chicken place? I don't know.
1: I don't think so. It, um, well, we might. It
0: started. Down, it started down south, but it's kind of gotten pretty big, and it's all over the nation now. But um, they do uh, extremely good chicken strips. So if you're into some oh. chicken strips, I am. I will highly recommend the, their chicken strips, and they're delicious. Delicious dip. Mmm. I just got real. I don't My know if you can hear water. all the saliva. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ <laughs> teaches me not to eat. There's a big old guava
1: spit called out <laughs> <of> your <mouth>. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: But they make their own stress. lemonade. They have like their special lemonade <laughs> recipe, and it's fucking delicious.
1: Yeah, there's, those, there's always those little special, little fancy, fancy boy lemonades. <sighs> Give me a fancy boy lemonade over, over anything most days put alcohol in. Actually, I don't really generally like alcoholic lemonade because it's just like, why am I not drinking a beer at this point? Um.
0: I feel that way about basically anything sure. alcoholic. Like, any, anything, any kind of um, like mixed drink. Like a margarita or... Uh, I mean, I could do a pitcher of margaritas. I
1: mean, you really easily. are the demon jester of podcasting.
0: I, I really am. See, I think yeah. it's
1: season five that he's just straight guzzling. like, And then from then on, he's just always drinking.
0: Yeah, he's got a severe, they, and they call him on it a couple of times in the later seasons. I think yeah, they actually, like, like there's Sam a, just is like, do we need to get you help?
1: It feels <laughs> like there's a, there's an arc where Dean's an
0: alcoholic. <laughs> uh, and then just isn't anymore. And then just stops, because that's that's the way things work in the, well, he, in the Winchester universe. He probably
1: universe. died and then came back at some point, so it's like, you have to develop it again. I don't know.
0: too. I had to give like a presentation for like 40 people today. Cool. That was fun.
1: it doesn't sound fun, Jeremy.
0: <laughs> it's it was and then one guy um, said that, like these like I get invited to do this every once in a while because the like the local organization that's kind of in our industry is always looking for training. So all of these operators and dudes will come to these things and then hear guys like me give talks about different topics and then they get hours for it. Uh And their hours, you know, basically means that they can like keep their certifications or whatever. Um, which is fine. So I do, I do this like probably two or three times a year. No big deal. Um, but all of these dudes are operators and like, so they're like, they're not like fancy mayors or like really they don't have much decision making power. Mm -hmm. Um, so like they're, they're just, they're just the working dudes. Right. And so I'm, I'm giving my speech, and I'm going through my thing, and um, we had some problems with the mic, so at first I was really, really fucking loud, and then I was really, really quiet, and it, that was bad.
1: But in the middle You're of my you like, I podcast professionally, could you please get this right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I please bring my mic from home <laughs> next time? <laughs> um, so this dude raises his hand when I ask, him in the, kind of in the middle, does anybody have any questions so far? And he says, uh, he's like, well- Do you know how many mayors or parish councilmen, and we have parishes down here, not counties, and so, um, so like parish councilmen are in this room? And I kind of looked around and I was like, no, I got here like 20 minutes ago, dog. No. I have no idea. And, and he's like, well, there's not any. And then one guy leans over and like, actually the mayor of gross Ted is over there. And he's like, well, there's not many. And you know, you really should be telling, telling them this. I don't know why you're telling us this. And I'm like, dude, I didn't book me. <laughs> this, this other company booked me. And like, and I'm trying to do like my, my reasonable sales speech of being like, well, you'd be surprised with a lot of utilities that we work with. The operator is a key decision maker when it comes to the kind of system that they would implement or the way that they're going to implement it. Well, that's not how it works in my system. And I'm like, I don't... Okay, like, I'm sorry you have a shitty boss. Can I please continue my thing? Imagine being that
1: much of a dick to call somebody out like that. Damn.
0: And then, I mean, he even, he went out of his way to try to say, like, and it's, it's not just you. I'm just saying, like, that's those are the people you really need to talk to. And I'm like, I know. I go to those meetings, too, dog. <laughs> I literally was at a conference last week that was nothing but mayors and councilmen. <laughs> like, it's fine. I fucking agree, brother, but I don't
1: get to pick where I go. They just pay me.
0: And then, um you know, these things are because it's it's actual training it's not me selling my product i'm just kind of up there talking about it and uh so at the end of this that usually people ask me about prices and things i I try to keep it super general and i'm like you know the meters are like this and the system is like that but you need to ask around and see if you can find deals because a lot of companies will do and this one cat in the very front row is like you got to tell them about the billing integration cost and i'm like (laughs) Yeah, like some billings. <laughs> and don't forget, what about your software support fees? And I'm like, yo, dude. <laughs> like, I was getting to that. My dog, I'm prob- I'm not, I'm not. I'm not signing any paperwork right now. Like, I'm not trying to pull the wool over your yeah. eyes as I give a presentation oh, with man. this dumbass mic.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, back this to the dude. mic every time. Like, can I get a new <laughs> fucking mic up here? <laughs>
0: uh, it, was, it, was, it was a fun... Wasn't really a fun thing. Like I, I think I had uh, like four dudes out of the forty that were in there that were actually like paying attention and like night long and like that I could probably go back and sell something to. Yeah. But yeah, that's- one dude just straight up went to sleep, which happens nice. a lot. No, good for him. <laughs> See, <laughs> I just
1: literally just
0: go to sleep and the- I don't know how people
1: do that, know, man. That's so that. rude. Yeah, I always like I fight off yawns even when I'm getting bored. I'm like, no, you keep that away. You put that away, boy. <laughs> Whenever I have to give a, give a meeting, it's not really much of anything, and I say give a meeting because it's just like my team will go into a room, and I gotta be like, "Hey, this is these are the type of things we have to work on," or like whatever. It's just like the simplest mm-hmm. shit. Um, generally, I know if somebody's not paying attention, if I tell a funny joke and they don't laugh, and I'm saying Mm-mm, you, you would have
0: laughed at that. <laughs> you, sh- you should have laughed. I am very funny, and you would have laughed. At that. <laughs> That's how I can tell when people don't pay attention to me. They don't <laughs> laugh at my jokes. Nope, I think that's not the lesson you need to take from that, Chris.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just the most uh. conceited possible checklist. Well, well, I can tell you, so-and-so wasn't listening in that meeting. You're like, oh, well, were they on their phone or whatever? No, I told the joke and they didn't laugh. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, Chris, go to lunch, please. <laughs> just, take, just take it 30 <laughs> Oh...
0: I feel like that was Adam, Adam Carolla's entire career <laughs> of him to just, just assuming people aren't listening to him because they're not laughing. Like no, Adam, you're just not that funny. <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling out Adam Carolla,
1: yeah, but
0: here we are on the podcast. <laughs> Adam, hey, do you play dark souls? Quick question.
1: <laughs> All right. Now we're we Did ready? I tell you that I,
0: I, no, no, I got, I got okay, one more okay, thing okay, to okay. say. Did i tell you that I drunk tweeted, uh, the, we Ray dogs guy.
1: No, <laughs> Hi, what do you think about see, dogs can... and dark souls?
0: <laughs> I shouldn't I really should not have Twitter <laughs> when I drink. It's never it never ends up well. So what did you um, do? Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to screenshot it and send oh it to God. you so you can you can just read my dumb ass.
1: Da, 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 da. This is after they were like, "Hey, can we use your photo in the calendar?"
0: Yeah, 100%. I've signed that paperwork. Like, <laughs> that's all happening. <laughs>
1: Okay, I have to ask this because I never forgive myself if I don't. Have you ever played the video game Dark Souls? A- <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> I do a Dark Souls podcast with Love 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 to have you on it. Just Three loves. What up with so many you loves? You texted a dog about Dark Souls, basically.
0: <laughs> I don't know why Cheer I, I mean- did that. That was a bad move. I mean, but, but what if they came back and were like, actually... Well, I mean, because look, it's happened before.
1: (laughs) Actually, Brent, we do love Dark Souls. It doesn't. It was great. It was a great feature. Let's do a podcast, Jeremy.
0: (laughs) Sure. Because right now all I'm doing is looking at pictures of Psylocke, so we should probably do something else besides that. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think so, too.
1: I guess we just at that point you'll like drop some music in and then we'll start the next episode, yeah, right? And then we'll start. How the next do we episode. normally do sure, this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been a long time since we recorded? No, not it's particularly. Been a week and a day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like both of us are kind of weird. I'm, I, I, did I? I think I ruined our mojo when I uh, interrupted us in the middle. We got. So,
1: we just got so goofy before we started. We usually get a little goofy, but we went full goof. kick into this next episode though and um,
0: let's uh let's let's let me go get some water let's fucking ride that wave Mm
1: -hmm. bro all right get some water
0: Uh, also uh go check the podcast mentions because jake released that mixtape
1: oh tight i can't listen to it right now though jake i appreciate you uh, making that mixtape for us because i was i've been way into it this whole time but jeremy Mm -hmm. my friend i didn't know you were still there how how are you jeremy my friend Mm -hmm. how am i supposed to listen to it while i'm recording a podcast that's ridiculous
0: uh man, if only there was some like editing guru that we could put in here to uh, to make this transition a little smoother. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, he put in. He's, it's an eight track thing now. He added three more songs. He really it. since since t- since today. I listened to the first five today, Me too. like on my way home, <laughs> At like three o'clock. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and it's got three more. And the first track is John Winchester. Okay, I'll be okay, right back. I want. Okay, I wanna, okay. I actually do want to listen to some of these. Oh yeah. <clears throat>
1: You know, last time that we recorded, I actually had I had, I had a bit I was going to do. I had something I wanted to talk to you guys about, but now I can't remember what it was, which is really a shame, because I feel like this is sort of like my confessional, you know? I'm talking, you guys can't see my face, I don't get to hear your response, and, you know, it, it just works out for everybody. So I don't know. What's been going on in my world? What's been going on in your world, listener? Again, you can't answer me. That's kind of the beauty of this confessional. That's what I'm now calling it. My It's my confessional booth. Uh, so I've been playing this game called Trails of Cold Steel. I've been bringing it up a lot because it's a very long game. It's a JRPG. You know how they do. You see, the problem with the JRPG scene these days, you get your personas and such. You got to choose a girlfriend in these games. And that is always a difficult choice. I first, My first step is always consulting my girlfriend because I can't just be dating an anime girl without... I feel like without the approval of my real girlfriend otherwise I feel a little dirty. Um, maybe that maybe my relationship is too close-minded. I don't know. But it's been very difficult choosing uh, a girlfriend in this game because I mean how many how many choices are you gonna you get how many times are you gonna get to make a choice like this, you know? With The Witcher, <laughs> with stuff like The Witcher it's easy. You got you got Tris and you got Yennefer. One of them's canon and one of them isn't. All right, Tris lovers, she's not canon. She upsets Geralt many a time. She upsets Yennefer many a time. In the books. I know you guys don't care about the books. And no- nobody seems to care about the goddamn Witcher books. But they are—they exist. They were written for a reason. And Yennefer is OTP. Alright, everybody? Stop telling me that I'm wrong. Trish is a nice girl. Don't get me wrong. She's a nice girl. But she is not OTP material. Alright?
0: I had to ask Autumn what OTP was. I didn't understand it.
1: Hey... So you're back. <laughs> 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 I've, I've been back
0: for a little while. You're going to ha- so heard-
1: yeah, have to trim the I fat know. on that one because it wasn't that funny. I kind of was rambling too much. I was trying to, That's fine, I was trying yeah, was to find my bit. You know what I mean? Pe- people people come to it, man. I, I, did, I did give it a name, though, that segment. Oh, did which, you? Yeah, I'm not telling you what it is. Oh, though. good.
0: Oh, good. I'll listen to it later. Excellent so this john winchester track this track number mm-hmm. one is literally just john winchester talking over the sad piano music i
1: love that i'm so into it
0: oh dude click on track number six
1: <laughs> hold on you're gonna hear it when i play it because i'm just gonna play it from my phone so i apologize track number six monster of the week yeah oh my god I love the speed, yeah. man. Mm. I'm just waiting for him to drop like a werewolf quote in here.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put fuck time to that. <laughs> That's, I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna send him. I'll, yeah, we, we can, we can definitely do this. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna listen. Oh, he remixed the, the last song. It wasn't that for real. Yeah, let me, let me close this so I don't keep listening to it during the podcast just when you're talking. <laughs> <laughs>